I want to remind everyone to go to HankStrange.com, sign up for our email list. Look around the site. We've got lots of things. Lola throws up deals uh, on the site there, so you guys can check that out. She's got daily deals, all kinds of things. Just she a few up. short. And Ooh. you can also get these uh, Hank Strange patches from there. So there you go. We've got the broadcasting patch, and uh, this is the blaster patch. And if you guys get those while we have supplies last, while supplies last, I'll uh, send some gun vote stickers in there. And by mm -hmm. me, I mean Lola. You need to thank Lola because she goes and she e she mails all those things out, which is really awesome of her. So let's see here. I'm gonna start throwing the guys. Yeah, Lola's awesome. Lola's Lola's fantastic. Amazing. Okay, we've got all the guys in here. I'm going to press the button to get to start the show going. Welcome back to the Hank Strange situation. Make sure you Lifestyle guys smash the subscribe the button, thumbs up, ring the bell to be notified every time we go live. All right, guys, uh, you know how we do this. Jazz hands! Come on, Milton, there he goes. Everyone's got jazz hands going. We are live. I hope you have your big girl panties on. This is episode 637 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. Uh, our guest tonight, uh, White Sugar Daddy, Military Arms Channel. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> Roy, Roy doesn't even know where that's coming from. He doesn't from. get that, yeah. No. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, have mercy. You'll find out later, Roy. Uh, we also I want to know. Yeah, we have Roy Hill of Brownells. Throw your, throw your BOPs. Let me see. Get that up in the air. Yeah, Roy Hill. I'm hearty, Fly the colors. All the Brownell swag is coming out right now. All that Brownell swag is coming out right now. We also have Walter Keller, SHF Safety Harbor. He's in the house. Oh, he's I got, got a shirt. Oh, I, got, I got a shirt in the bag. It's yeah. still in the wrapper. Dude, that's going to be worth like. 14 cents someday. <laughs> I, I don't do white shirts anymore. It's, go, do it's going shirts. down. Yeah, so we have everyone here. We've got you guys. Please smash the thumbs ups, guys. Share this video. We're going to get into a whole bunch of things. Uh, the first thing I want to cover, it's, um, you know, it's the it's been 19 years since uh, September yeah. 11th, 2001, 9-11. Um, and uh, we, we should probably take some time out to talk about that. I remember my my uh, my kids were like a year and two years old at the time, and I lived in Jersey, but I went into New York City pretty much every day, sometimes multiple times a day. And Lola and I were actually taking that day off. We left the kids with someone to watch them. But when we got up in the morning, we saw the first plane hit uh, hit the first tower, and we wow. didn't we we didn't oh realize on the news, and we didn't realize what was happening, and we dropped the kids off. And we kept listening to the news, and I was like, Lola, we're, we're actually under attack right now. This is, you know, this is a war that we're in. And mm. uh, we went back and, and got the kids and everything and uh, went home. My, the rest of my family lived in New York. My dad was a school teacher in Brooklyn, and he looked out, and he saw, he saw the second plane go into, uh, go into one of the buildings. Uh, my brother worked in the Bronx. He had to walk home from the Bronx to Brooklyn, mm -hmm. which a lot of people had to do back then. It was the craziest thing. A couple of days later, we were all in New York checking up on family. I remember going through um, the, the, the tunnel there, getting into New York, and there were tanks. I've never seen that my whole life. <laughs> there were tanks all over New York City. It was, I don't know, it was just one of the, probably the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life, I would say. Um, and I remember how much everyone got together at that time. Hmm. And um, 
you know, for that reason, I, uh, I posted something today, which I'm just going to share with everyone real quick. If, um, if you guys don't mind here, I'm going to uh, throw this up on the screen and share it with folks. Uh, this is basically what I posted. Some horrible things happen that, um, that happen to bring us together. Some things separate us. We're always better when we're together. And I, I really do believe that. And I wish that we could somehow right now with everything going on, um, get back to that place where I know there's terrible things happening in America. And um, there's lots of people out there really worried. There's, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on that we'll get into. I, I wish folks would remember that we could do a lot more if we actually got together and, and solved the issues that we have. So I want to give you guys an opportunity. I don't know who wants to... Uh, jump in there first and like you know tell us what you guys think about all this um where you yeah i i was i worked in chicago at the time and was commuting from indiana and i was late going into the office that morning uh i was driving in i was listening to the radio um, a talk show host by the name of man cow yeah, and um and he was just talking doing his regular show and he goes oh my God, a plane just hit the World Trade Center. And I thought he was joking mm -hmm. because, you know, several years before that, they had the bombing at the World Trade Center. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, I thought, you know, this is kind of a tasteless joke, but mm -hmm. he's kind of known for him. But as I listened and, and as the show progressed, I realized he wasn't joking. And it mm -hmm. only took me a couple of minutes. And then I thought, holy cow, a plane really did. And I'm flipping through the channels. And sure enough, other people started talking about it. Mm -hmm. And so I turned around and went home. And I called the office president. Uh, his name is Dave. And I said, hey, Dave, uh, I'm not coming in. I'm heading back home. Send the people home. Because our office was right next to the um, Sears Tower mm -hmm. downtown. Mm -hmm. And I said, get everybody out of the office and send them home. I said, we're under attack. And he said, what makes you think we're under attack? And I said, are you listening to the news? The plane just hit the World Trade Center. Mm -hmm. And he goes, that could have been an accident. I said, Dave, <laughs> planes don't accidentally hit the World Trade Center. On mm -hmm. a perfectly said, clear day. We're yeah. clearly under attack. You need to get everybody out of the building because we're close to the Sears Tower in the event that this is something that's going to go on elsewhere. And uh, he's like, okay. And then we hung up. He wasn't going to do it. And by the time I was pulling in, I got in the house, turned on the TV just in time to see the second plane hit, and I called him, and he goes, I know, I'm sending him home. Wow. And, uh, and that was, you know, that morning for me. Um, I went into Chicago later, and like you, Hank, um, everybody was coming together. Uh, the entire community, people were crying together, holding each other. Uh, I remember for the longest time coming out of the city because uh, I would drive on my commute, the fire trucks would be right there um, with the American flag, massive American flag hanging down over Lakeshore Drive. Mm -hmm. And they would have the boot out. And every day I went by, you know, I'd throw a $20 bill in the boot because they were collecting money um, for for you know, the survivors and stuff. And yeah, a lot and of I those guys came to New York, period. right? I remember Unity. a lot of guys from around the country came to New York City to help out. Oh, yeah. People were coming from all over. And again, that I want to drive home that message at you touched upon the unity that we felt as Americans for months after that event slowly petered away to back where we are now today, where we're all fighting over things. Um, you know, it, it was, it was such, it changed America. Mm -hmm. And now where we are today, we have kids that were born after nine 11 who are now fighting that war. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's insane. It's, it's, we we have, there's like, God bless our troops. Every absolutely. single one. Absolutely. There's 
there's uh, people that never got to have kids, mm-hmm. kids that grew up without their parents, yeah. you know, kids who grew up and got into that, kids who were in school at that time and uh, went on to the military, like you said, and have, and have been doing that since then. So, um, yeah. Walter, Roy, I don't know which one of you guys wants to jump in there. Let's, let's go to Roy. Okay, sure. Um, that morning, I'll never forget it. I was teaching at what is now known as the University of Arkansas, Fort Smith. At the time, it was West Art College in Fort Smith, Arkansas. I had a Tuesday, Thursday. That's a Tuesday morning. I was at Tuesday, Thursday uh, composition class, and I just turned the class. That class was held upstairs in the library. It's called the Borum Library, which is one of the, I think, most ironic names for a library ever. Ever. It's B-O-R-E-H-A-M, but it's pronounced Borum, mm-hmm. right, because the library is so boring. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I just turned my students out into the library to research for a paper, and I wish I could remember Anthony's last name. I will always forever remember Anthony's voice and face. Anthony was one of my students from Jamaica, man. He was from mm-hmm. Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And he was at one of the computers in the library, and he exclaimed in a very loud voice, Oh, my God, they just flew a plane into the World Trade Center. It's horrible. It's horrible. And... I immediately had to go find a computer and log on and, and go find a news feed. And uh, I remember I canceled my subsequent classes and told them to go on campus somewhere and go find a TV. I was actually in the uh, the uh, student union building and I watched both the towers fall live. Um, I remember calling my wife at home and telling her to turn on CNN immediately. Uh, and I've, I've got a couple of other memories um, specific to 9-11 that didn't actually happen on 9-11. I had another student the following semester, and uh, I'll never forget this. She had a relative of hers who was injured at the Pentagon mm-hmm. and another relative of hers who was missing at the site of the World Trade Center collapse. Wow. And she came to me one day in tears and that day, she had gotten two phone calls. Her relative who had been wounded at the Pentagon had just finally gotten out of the hospital, and this was the next semester. That, of course, happens in September, the fall semester. This is spring semester, starts in January. Uh, her one relative had literally had gotten out of the hospital, finally, who had been wounded at the Pentagon. And within an hour, she had gotten another phone call, and the, uh, the recovery team had found the re- remains of her other relative at the World Trade Center site. Wow. So yeah. I'll never forget that. And then one more, uh, there's a, 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 who's a student of mine who's now a good friend of mine. His name is Hos. Hos is originally from Mongolia, and Hos <laughs> volunteered for the United States Marine Corps after 9-11. Wow. Uh, he, he wanted to be an American citizen so bad, and he felt so compelled by what he had seen happening with, with the attacks of 9-11. He, volu- he wasn't even a U.S. citizen yet, and he volunteered. I wrote two letters of recommendation for Hose, and he joined the United States Marine Corps, and I'll never forget this. I still, in fact, I keep this picture at my desk at work. Um, you know, the, the little, uh, the, the photograph when they, they put on the jacket in the Marine Corps hat when they're in boot camp and they do their war face. It's called the cover, Roy. Yes, <laughs> the, boot camp the cover. I apologize, Tim. I've never been in the Marines. But salute yeah. to you, sir. Yeah. He put had his cover in his, his in his, his blue jacket on, and he was doing his war face. And I got that photo from Hose in the mail on the day that the World Trade Center cleanup officially ended. 
And I wrote that on the back of the, of, of, of course, host went on to serve in combat in Iraq subsequent to that. Mm-hmm. But those are, those were uh, some memories I have of 9-11 itself and other memories I have burned into my brain from experiences my students at the time at University of Arkansas, Fort Smith had connected to 9-11. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Walt? Uh, that morning I was getting ready for work and um, I worked over in Tampa um, and and we always watch Fox. And I used to always watch Fox News in the morning. I had it on; it was just on. And boom, the first one hits the thing, and I'm going, "That ain't no freaking accident. Planes don't fly into buildings mm-hmm. in broad daylight." Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking that my brother-in-law used to work in the World Trade Center. I didn't know if he still was or not. He wasn't at the time. So I said, "If Peter's in the World Trade Center, he's dead." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, oh, I mean, especially especially when it came cl- crashing down. You know, it's mm-hmm. like okay. Nobody survives that. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, so then um, the second one hit, of course. So I went to work that day. Um, um, uh, uh, Hank, you knew who I used to work for. Yeah. And um, he, the shop was right by the airport. Of course, it was a constant by, by Tampa International. It was a constant in and out of planes, and there was no planes flying. So it was eerily quiet, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Just say that, you know. And it was that way for... A few weeks until they got that all squared away. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so yeah, that was uh, you know, and it was just kind of I don't know. It's just I, I it was just kind of a strange day, and you know, the times then of course all the radio stations, all the television stations, all went into uh, uh, um, everybody was talking. Mm-hmm. There was no there was no more music on the radio stations. Everybody was just all talking. It was mm-hmm. just talking, talking, talking. Yeah, trying to you know talk to everybody and. That was kind of different. Yeah, and it um, did start out like you said. It was such a beautiful day. I remember that vividly. Yeah, it was a nice day. That I mean, weather-wise, it was a great day here. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, Bush was here at a school down in Sarasota, and that's mm-hmm. that thing when he gets interrupted. And yeah. as a matter of fact, today at the event I went to today, they had one of the Secret Service agents that was actually with Bush that day at the elementary school. Okay. So he was talking about that a little bit, and then he ended up going to the World Trade Center and working there, um, part of the recovery team. I didn't know the Secret Service was there. Mm-hmm. I guess, I guess. Um, but um, that was, and then they also had a Green Beret at this event today. That um, actually was one of the first ones in Afghanistan after um, after the, everything started. So um, I'd like to talk to him, you know, away from everybody and see what his thoughts are and things now. Yeah. Um, it it just know, seems like we we progressed so fast over there and kicked so much ass over there, and look, we're still over there effing around yeah. with those. Yeah, and there was still Benghazi so, 12 years ago, right? Right. Yeah, and that, yeah. that I don't know where I was at when I heard about that, but I was just, oh, my God. They, those people – well, the funny part is right after Benghazi on Fox News, they basically laid out exactly what happened. They laid out that the Turkish ambassador was meeting with the mm-hmm. our guy that got killed, the ambassador, the day before. Mm-hmm. Eight, the locals have been probing mm-hmm. the – the, the locals have been probing the defenses of the uh, mm-hmm. of the of that built that area mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. and I guess the Turkish ambassador was there to talk about where these weapons went from Libya. <laughs> well, yeah. it's, they went to Turkey, coming to Turkey in the port, and things like that. And yeah. then they showed this ship, this Libyan ship that delivered weapons, and it, they talked about this like the day after, and then all of a sudden it went quiet. Yeah, it's like it went away. Well, Lola was reminded thing me right that there. was Lola was just reminding me that's eight years ago. Uh, Benghazi. You know, they, um, so, yeah. um, of course, uh, you know they the the powers that be probably told them all to shut up. Yeah. And um, yeah. But um, yeah. By the way, go mm-hmm. ahead, go ahead, Mac. Well, I was just gonna say, um, 
when we had that uh, protest, if you will, in Washington, D.C., the 2A rally, mm-hmm. we, uh, Jason and I drove out to that, and uh, we were driving back, and it was evening, and totally took us by surprise. We uh, came through Shanksville, and uh, we, just, we were just taking little back roads, and the memorial was closed because it was probably midnight. We are just trying to drive straight through to get home and talk about chill. You know what I mean? It was so crazy, not expecting that and driving by the sign mm-hmm. and seeing that for Flight 93. And, and man, it just brought a whole bunch of emotion. I was like, it, it, it kind of, Jason and I both were like moved heavily because it was so shocking just out of the blue, there we are. Yeah. Right? right. Um, and it just kind of brought all those memories back of, of all the stuff that's transpired since then. And my cameraman, uh, Jason served in Iraq uh, mm-hmm. and, and was was um, wounded. He's a Purple Heart recipient, yep. and uh, he was wounded in Mosul mm-hmm. and then medically retired. So yeah, I th- yeah, crazy stuff. How was I, Jason, I think, by the way? How was Jason? Good. He's doing good. We were just filming today. I, I literally filmed. I, I mean, we filmed right up until an hour before the show, and I ran in, hit a shower, and oh, okay. came down and turned on the computer. <laughs> we were out having a, a pretty good time today. But boy, it was it was a long day. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wanted to work for us. I can imagine. <laughs> Jason's a good guy, man. Uh, you know, he is. tell him I, tell him I was asking after him. Go ahead, Walt. Oh, I, I if, if when you look back in the the footage from nine eleven, you know, and people jumping out of buildings, mm-hmm. and 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 stuff like, and so there was a guy that was actually killed on the ground from somebody that landed on top of him. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, things like that. Fire. And I think people people need to remember about nine eleven one thing. Mm-hmm. Why it happened and who caused it. Don't mm-hmm. forget that. Don't get caught up in all this other stuff. Why do you take your shoes off at the airport? Mm-hmm. Remember that shit. Don't when, when you when you got to go to that stupid TSA line there and and get and get humiliated and taking your shoes off and your mm-hmm. belt and all that. Just think about why that happened and remember why it happened and who caused it. Yeah. And, and who and continues? Th- those guys did that with box cutters and stuff like that. Yeah. Know? And okay, then there's another good. I always thought about. They found more box cutters on more planes. They didn't hear about too much about that. There was a little bit on the news about it, and then it got quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, how many others were on the planes, and then they didn't follow through, or they didn't make it on the plane? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, there's a lot of uh, stuff that we haven't been told about that. Mm-hmm. Um, 9-11. Mm-hmm. Um, and not conspiratorial junk, because I don't follow any of that garbage. We didn't blow up them. I mean, these people have followed. You know, it's like the Flat Earth people. That's the same bunch, you know, mm-hmm. so... Yeah. Um, <laughs> if, if if you believe that we did that stuff, you know, you could be the world superhero if you could prevent it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So why would you, well, you let it go through? Yeah. I mean, why would? Well, there was no reason to go to war with uh, Afghanistan. I mean, um, <laughs> we should have really bombed Saudi Arabia, but you know that's a whole other story. But <laughs> yeah, there's a there's <laughs> another one to pay. Yeah, there's a lot of things out of that, and to talk just a little bit about Benghazi. Um, you know, we did have Tig, uh, Tig on uh, mm-hmm. from Benghazi here on mm-hmm. the show. If you guys want to go back and look at that, it's it's kind of like a that's another tough thing to think about. Right. And right. as Lola said, that happened like eight well, years ago. Being abandoned by your own country. Yeah. 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 I know Chris Prano and it yeah. was crazy, man. Yeah. It really those was. guys are heroes, every single one of them. And there's and those guys are still really badly damaged from all of from everything uh-huh. that happened there, by the way. You know, they're still right. recovering from that stuff. Um, go ahead, Roy. Oh, I, I was just say I know both Tig and Oz Geist. I know both those guys, and mm-hmm. I probably spent the most time around Tig. Mm-hmm. Um, but, 
Yeah, they were they were just hung out to dry for political expediency. Mm-hmm. Yep. They yeah. were just abandoned because it, it would have been bad optics if there had been an actual military response. Chris hates and, Hillary Clinton. She yeah. absolutely hates her. Those so yeah. so that yeah. name comes up. So does Oz. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, the, I mean, what they did to those guys, and I mean, uh, you know, what those guys went through. If you talk to them, if you see them, and like Tig, for example, always has a really good attitude, but you know, mm-hmm. inside of all of that, his lungs got filled with, uh, you know, with the with the few with the diesel fumes and all that kind of stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And those guys were out there uh, fighting for their lives with whatever they had. Um, yeah, it's a pretty intense thing, right? It's a it's a tough thing. I know everyone doesn't want to think about that. It's it's kind of a downer, but we have to think about it, and we have to remember that that was a time when we all got together. And, and, uh, and be, for a while, for a little for while, a while. there was yeah, a little bit. And then it then went right back to the typical, uh, uh, you know, all the arguing about, well, I'm not supporting this. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. We're not supposed to. We should. It's, it's, it's the same thing. Remember the first Gulf War? Remember yeah. the first Gulf War? The Democrats were against it. And then the polls came out and said the American people were for all this. All the Democrats flipped. <laughs> there was a local guy here, Sam Gibbons, who was the uh, senator or something or congressman. He was 100% against it on TV, everything. As soon as the polls set out that Americans were for all this, yeah. he's like, oh, I support it now. Yeah. Politicians now. flipping? And it's like, and it's like well, yeah. yeah. Who would believe that? <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't believe now that you could, you could throw a – you could set off something in the middle of the country, and most of these people wouldn't do the same. They wouldn't act the same way. They're past the point of getting together. Yeah. Well, I know I had someone on recently who was telling me that we're at war right now, um, and I was trying to remind him that we're not. It, there's definitely issues going on, I think, in the country and this stuff happening, but we're not at war. If we really were, it would, we would know it. No, we're not, yeah. and we never want to be. No. We never want to solve be. our problems mm-hmm. without going that there, far. There's a Cold War going on right now. I would call it a Cold War. <laughs> a lot of propaganda. And- yeah, and 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 if you don't address it in in a like you're being attacked, then you're gonna you're gonna fail. Yeah, sorry, because that's you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. but at, but but there's a thing that happens, right? Like I don't know if you guys believe in creative visualization or not. I'm gonna assume that in some part does, especially if we're creative people. If you keep calling something into being, you know, and especially if a lot of people keep doing that, you could make it happen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a dangerous the, thing. The we're, switch we're walking a fine line on flashpoint. Make it happen. Yeah, yeah. What, what did you say, Mac? I said we're walking a very thin line on a flashpoint right now. Mm-hmm. We're, right. we're one one event away from total chaos. Mm-hmm. I I feel like we're kind of like repeating the late 1850s right now. <laughs> well. Um, in some parts, one ain't here yet, but it's getting close. <laughs> in, in, I, I would, I would say, flashpoints in some places in the country, not everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends um, on it depends on uh, the leaders in those places. So, for example, in Florida, we don't have that. The places where people are standing, where the where the political leaders and and other people are standing up, and of course, there's protests and things like that. There's nothing wrong with protests. I don't think anyone here is going to say there's something wrong with having a protest. It's when you decide to burn stuff down. And there are places where there are cities where the political leaders there are ordering the police to stand back. And they're standing back and letting those cities burn down. There's there's probably an agenda somewhere behind that. Maybe one where they get bailed out and 
and then we don't <laughs> we don't get to figure out all the stuff that they did. But you know, it's a, it's a diversion too from from real stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Okay, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to bring this more upbeat. I haven't looked at the chat yet. We have Mac, we have Roy, we have Walter. There's a lot of things going on. I'm going to get, there was a super chat from SoCal Gunner, and, and he gave us five bucks. He says, can I get permission from Roy to get a BOP tattoo? So. I, I'm, I'm not going to stop you. Okay, SoCal Gunner, I'm assuming he's in California, correct? Uh, yes, yes, he's in California. Okay, okay, SoCal Gunner, if you're watching, if you if you actually decide to do this, yeah. make sure you take a photograph and yeah, share it with Josh Coburn. Yeah. Josh Coburn, <laughs> he would be very, very highly interested in anybody getting a BOP tattoo. I am neither calling for nor calling against, because if, if you're old enough to get a tattoo, you're, you're, you're fully grown, you're yeah. of legal age. You make your own decisions. But if yeah. someone out there actually did that, so mm -hmm. Cal Gunner, make sure to take a picture and send it to Josh Coburn on Instagram. Right. Um, it depends where you get it because if you get it <laughs> on your derriere, <laughs> I don't yeah. want to see it. <laughs> yeah, there's some places I just I just don't want to know. If, if there's if there's certain BOP yeah. tattoos, certain do you get extra I, credit? Do you get extra credit? This I just don't want to know. Oh, man. I, I like to speak to that as uh -huh. as as someone who has. I've got scars, not tattoos. Oh, yeah, so I don't have. Does Does any of us well, have okay. tattoos? Anyone have any tattoos? I don't have any. No, me not no. me. I don't have. Roy, you can tell I have, us. I have. I have freckles and scars. I don't know if those count, but I have freckles. Yeah. Scars are better than tattoos. Yep. Hell yeah. I've got a shirt. I, with I that. don't want any identifying marks like that. So. <laughs> my scars are stupid. So, yeah. no, no. I don't uh, have scars are like tattoos with better stories. Yes. And most, <laughs> and most of those stories are stupid. <laughs> yeah, all my scars are humiliating and stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of stupid, I got I got a funny one. I'm going to send it to Hank. Uh oh. You know, to you whether or not you want to share it. <laughs> Hold on a second here. Okay, I'll wait for that to come in. While you're doing that, um, I, I wonder if anyone has a military arms ch uh, channel tattoo on them. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. That'll be interesting. Rain has a question for you, Mac. He gave us uh, actually gave us twenty bucks, and he says, uh, "Military arms channel, are you going to write some books on gun knowledge that you have?" So I, I responded to him in chat. I didn't know if we get to his, his super chat, but uh, mm -hmm. no, probably not. I mean, if I had a co-writer. You know, mm -hmm. like if Ian from Forgotten Weapons wanted to do a collaborative <laughs> thing, I could probably do it. But I just, I, I just don't have the discipline or the time to sit down and write a book. Yeah, yeah. Can you? Imagine I, uh, that? I'll probably start writing for the magazines again. I, I've been talking to Firearm News, and and um, they have an interest in my '80s gun collection. Oh. And they want me to write some articles about '80s guns, and I said, yeah, I could do that. Mm -hmm. So it's been a while, while since I wrote for the magazines. But, okay. Um, yeah. So, so I remember you had a blog. Is that blog still up? Uh, I, I moved it in and out and, you know, I used to keep an active blog and I just didn't have the time to keep it up. I, I focus on my Patreon. So I make blog posts, to my Patreons all the time. Um, I do have a public blog and occasionally I'll post something over there. It's military, uh, arms.org or just military arms.org or military arms channel.org. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. And by the way, I'm going to show this picture. <laughs> So uh -oh. can you can you can you tell what that is? No, <laughs> I can't actually because I this I, I thought okay this is gonna be some injury, but uh, this is not what I think it is. Well, I don't know what is this. It's some kind of. I'm afraid to get close to the computer screen, but here uh, I am. It's your it's so it's Max Thumb for people listening, but there's a circular burn mark. I want to say. <laughs> 
Uh, the story's right there in the entire picture. Yeah. Got, oh, it looks like a bolt. Picture. Is it the bolt? Is it of that from that gun in the background? <laughs> it's a bolt face of an M1 Grand. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like... Grand thumb. <laughs> the actual Grand oh. thumb. Oh wow. So I was I was screwing around with uh, with Jason's Grand, and uh, and. <laughs> And he's like, so how do you load just four rounds? I'm like, oh, you know, and I, I started stuffing four rounds in it to show him how I could do it. And, uh, yeah, I, I tripped the lever and let the bolt go. And, um, whack! Yeah, <laughs> did that. I, yeah, I thought, yes, I thought you were going to throw up another one. They, they, you know, they'll, they'll make it out like it's some major injury, right. and it's not. The bolt didn't have a run at my thumb or anything. It just, you know, mm -hmm. my thumb was already against the bolt face. It's just kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought you were going to put up a, a classic grand thumb, guys. That's what it looks oh, like. Oh, that's so that's what that whole that's what grand thumb means. Yes. Yeah, oh. that's what grand thumb means. Oh, I just uh, oh okay. I can bring one over, Hank, and you can you can no. take a picture of your grand thumb if you like. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I can set it up for you where it really does hurt. Yeah, I can make it work for you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I even let you shoot it when you're done. <laughs> no, no thanks, no thanks. I don't want to. Did grand thumb actually get grand thumb? Is that what? Well, that's where he got his name. Yeah, oh, it's from that okay. actual. Yeah. So it, Garantham is like his own do. grandpa. I mean, you really have to be doing something mm -hmm. out of the ordinary. But with a full in-block clip, it's it's almost impossible to get Garantham. Huh. Okay. All right. Very cool. Yeah. Um, now, as, as bad as Garantham might be, it ain't nothing compared to L AG42B Jungman Thumb. Yeah. Yeah, that or Hakeem. Same or thing. Hakeem Thumb. Yeah. Those things will take a finger off. Mm. Woo! Mm. That's, Hakeem will do that too. Did you, did you just say that? Yeah. 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 The AG42 same gun, and Hakeem same gun same. on same tooling, yeah. just one six five and one's eight millimeter made yeah. in Egypt. But otherwise, mm. same gun. Yeah. 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 Uh, by the way, John Crump gave us two bucks here. He says Civil War two podcast tomorrow at ten p.m. Oh lord. So there you go. You guys can uh, check that out on uh, on Crump. Oh Hank, I am I am sipping a beverage out of this. So oh. thank you. Oh yeah. oh very nice. Let me see that. I've I've never. There you go. Boom. Look at that. Thank you. That was Merry Christmas from Hank. Oh, so thank you. Oh, okay. Very nice. Very nice. I totally forgot about that. That's all Lola. That's all Lola. Thank you. Thank you, Lola. Lola gets all the credit for that. Thank L you, Lola. Lola Roy was sipping out of one of your bullet uh, cups. He was. She. He's. I don't even know if she's out there. I just got a new T-shirt. <laughs> oh, who got a T-shirt? You? Yeah, I just put... Uh, a, um, Matthew it, just sent me a new new team. Oh, that's an awesome club, cup. I love those glasses. Yeah, those right. are fun. Yeah. Uh, is that on? Uh, oh, wait. Did you send me a picture? Yeah. It, it should go live later tonight. Oh, cool. I let's, just told him I liked it. Yeah. Let's throw this up here. Oh, I want to so, see the T-shirt. I'll have to get uh, one. Embrace the suck, 2020. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> like, well, one of my favorite memes I've seen going around Embrace is the if 2020 was a canoe trip and it shows the guys from Deliverance. Oh man! They sure got a party mile. Yeah, we are all <laughs> getting big style hog. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're all getting deliverance on right now. I believe, I believe that there someone's going deliverance on all of us. Uh, let's see. James Miller gave us ten bucks. He says, Hank, since he's here in person, I think you need to tell Mac. Uh, you need to. I think you need. Oh boy, <laughs> I think uh -oh. you need to tell Mac. He's your white sugar daddy with feeling. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys are going to start doing this, no. Oh, that's going to get totally out of hand. It's going to wind up in a t-shirt. Why did you start this nonsense, Matt? <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, you don't know this, Roy, but so yesterday. I, no, I had, don't. But I want to know. I want to know. Okay, who wants? Do you want to tell him, Mac, what happened yesterday? No, I can tell him the story. Okay, so Johnny B was on yesterday, right? And we were having a conversation, but Mac was in the chat, and somehow, Mac claims that Johnny B calls him uh, White Sugar. And yeah. then, I said I said Johnny was was racist. Yeah, and he calls me White Sugar. Right. I don't know where that comes from. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then somebody threw in Daddy. I think yeah. that was Hank, and then it became White Sugar Daddy. Yeah. And, White yeah. So. yeah, White Sugar Daddy. So <laughs> Johnny's so funny, man. The guy makes me laugh just sitting yeah. there. Yeah, oh, yeah, Johnny's funny. awesome. It's Johnny's so hard to take, and he does great gun reviews, but it's so yeah. hard to take his reviews seriously because I remember him from his, you know, gun drama Johnny Day and the drama, the drama llama. Okay, for all three of you guys, who do you like better, gun drama Johnny or Appalachian Hill person Johnny? No, nah, man, I'm gun drama Johnny all the way. <laughs> yeah, and it was. I it missed was, that. Yeah, it was short and sweet, so to speak, too. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. The whole TMZ yeah. vibe yeah. was awesome. Yes. Yeah. He's still, I think his, uh, I'm glad that he came back and he's doing stuff, and I think it's still good, and he does, like, he, do, he throws in a Gomer pile now and then, because everyone tortured him into it. <laughs> <laughs> he nails surprise, it. Surprise, 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 <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're, you're pretty good at doing that, too. Well, um, I'm, 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 I'm also, you know, a, a Southern Hill person, so, you know, oh, I've got that in oh, There you go. Well, when he came on, we all had on boas, including Walter. Oh my goodness! I'm sorry I missed that. He came that's, on the that's, podcast. That's, that's and, around here somewhere. Still. Yeah. And by the way, I'm just going to tell you guys because I don't know if you guys know this. Well, Mac probably knows since he's a, a white sugar daddy. Um, <laughs> boas make you hot. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, they do. Oh honey, <laughs> they, they make. <laughs> oh you. Oh you. More ways than one. Okay. Oh okay. I, I wouldn't know. I, I don't own one. <laughs> Oh, well, okay, because you're the sugar daddy, I guess. I, I want to see you make that into a shirt so that your wife can see that and go, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to see that video where she's like, what is it? This is where this YouTube thing has taken you? <laughs> I could just it's evolved into this. Yeah, I could just I, imagine. I that for a dollar, right. <laughs> I could just imagine that conversation. Uh, what is this? SoCal Gunner says... Uh, he gave us five bucks. He says, I'll record it. Yes, I'm behind enemy lines in California. Also, would you happen to have a clean image so I can use? So he's looking for a clean BOP image. And he's going to get tattooed. And then. Oh, no way. No way. Okay. 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 So, Cal Gunner, um, if you're absolutely serious, email me at Roy, R O Y dot hill h-i-l-l at brownells.com roy dot hill at brownells.com we'll see what we can do yeah i feel like there should be an intervention that, that, that <laughs> there, and i will i will absolutely i will get i will get josh coburn involved here and josh is an expert because those of you who know josh know josh is himself heavily tattooed and josh right. actually used to work in the tattoo and body modification industry that right. is what he used to do before brownells yes. so yes He's heavily tattooed and also heavily modified. Right. Yeah, that ring he has in his hand. Every time I shake his hand, I'm like, "Whoa, what is that?" <laughs> he's got he's got he's got uh, silicone rings in the backs of his hands. But yes, yeah. uh, I and again, I I will not send a clean image until Josh Coburn has had a chance to communicate with SoCal Gunner. But yeah. Yes. Okay. We're happy to talk. But shouldn't we be? I, I feel. Listen, I'm down with BOP life. 
But I feel right? like there should be an intervention or at and, least and a, con- why, a consultation I'm going to first. To an expert. I'm going to defer to Josh Cobert on this because he's the expert. I'm not the expert here. Yeah. And then Brian Quick says, Brian Quick said, Tim must be the only Marine without an EGA or other Marine Corp test. It's so true. Mm. Yeah. You know what's funny? Backstory mm. there. Me and my buddy uh, Merkowitz, we, we went to go get tattoos, but I was drunk like you wouldn't believe, and they refused to tattoo me. <laughs> ah! well, okay. I, I that was an Oceanside. Oh. Yeah. I thought so, that's how most of the guys go. went to get tattoos, right? I'm glad I didn't because it just looked like a black blob now. I should probably go get an EGA because now by the time I die, it won't completely turn into a blob, you know? Uh, okay. Well, you know, you know how tattoos just kind of lose their, their yeah. you know, ed, their their detail? They just kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It deforms, so many of my friends have tattoos that are 30 years old, and you're like, what is that? It looks like a, you know, a worm. And like, no, man, that's a shark. Like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> You you know what I think I think uh, the sun does the worst damage. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I see I those we're, we're, tattoo guy. We're in so. Florida, so I see a lot of people that have tattoos, and the sun is you know that uh, dolphin's not a dolphin anymore. <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that dolphin looks like a Smurf or something like that now. <laughs> there's, exactly. There's a lot of that going on. Um, let's see. Eric Hammond says he got a package in the mail today from Brownells. And use Max Link. Awesome. Yay! Um, Thank you. Yeah, there you go. And John Crump said he'll write the book for you, Mac. He says, I'll write the book, you give me the notes, and we'll co-author the books. He'll have to come sit down with me and we'll we'll tell the we'll tell the whole story. Whatever that story is. Yeah. <laughs> a story about a man named Jay. <laughs> right? I don't think anybody's gonna want to read it though, so <laughs> No, the, you all. I think I would be interested in YouTube behind-the-scenes stories, but I don't know if you'll actually put those out. Well, that'd be pornographic, and I can't do that. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh my goodness! Like I'm not wearing pants right now. Uh, okay. That, that's I told you, you this the other. <laughs> I'm wearing shorts. Gosh, you oh, guys, okay. your minds are in the gutter, man. <laughs> that's good for you. I was just gonna say I was not involved in any of that. Whatever <laughs> pornographic stuff that Mac is talking about, I'm not in that. <laughs> if you see someone that looks like me, that's not me. <laughs> he might look like me. If he has a mohawk, that's still not me. <laughs> I might have an evil twin brother out there, but right. yeah. is that like the Eddie Murphy comedy routine? It wasn't me. Yeah, it, it wasn't, wasn't me. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't yeah. me. Lolo already knows that. I'm not. I'm not admitting anything. It wasn't me. So yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to look through here and see what questions. Well, from you guys, we got Mac on here, right? What's what's on the mind from from Walter, Roy? What questions do you guys have for uh, for old military arms channel out there? Why pick on me? Yeah, if you got beard questions, you can ask. It's fine. You know, I see he's keeping the beard nicely controlled these days. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about just fermenting it. <laughs> so, so I can appeal to a younger audience. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's gonna look. Don't do it. So, so like Grecian formula, and then like 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 a war braid down one side. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really want to do a monkey tail, but my wife would kill oh, me. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. No. I'm digging that. I'm digging <laughs> that. Don't. Do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. What do you think about uh, What do you think about Mike uh, Guns and Gear's beard? His beard all of a sudden just blew Dude, up on his face one day. I know. It's like it came out of nowhere. <laughs> it's one day glorious. he had some scruff, the next day he looks like Grizzly Adams. Yeah, it's glorious. This whole time, and it contrasts so well with his bald head. It was beautiful. 
Yeah, that's, I got beard envy. That just came out of nowhere, though. One day I'm like flipping through YouTube and like, oh, who's that guy? You know? Okay. And then I look at it. I was like, where did where did Gunsinger get this beard from? All of a sudden. I know it just came out of nowhere. Yeah, Crazy. he looks like a mullah or something like that. You know, it's just <laughs> yeah, boom. And, and, and John from TGC News, his beard's getting out of control too. Yeah, right. his his has right. got like I don't know, it's way down. You know, he looks well, like one of the dwarfs from. Uh, and I'm not saying this in a bad way. Uh, you know, don't. I'm I'm uh, cool right. with John. I'm cool uh, with John. Right. But he looks like he's from Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit or something like that. Those dudes had massive beards, man. Right, he looks like one of the dwarves from The Hobbit. Yeah. Well, I had to trim my beard. I had to trim my beard, but I am working on my almost power mullet here and my COVID curls. Yeah. So You're trying to bring the mullet back. Well, I mean, it didn't go anywhere. So uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, I have a question. Okay. I have a question. Yes. Well, okay. When's it. the next time we all get to see each other in person and not on a stupid Skype call? Not that there's anything wrong with Skype, but uh, in person. this. Uh, I'm starting to get a little COVID nineteen crazy here. Oh. Hmm. Oh, come on. Be honest. We were just at a machine gun shoot in Iowa. I'm going right. to release Yeah, you guys were hanging out. Yes, you were. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, when do we get the band back together? Oh. <laughs> yeah, we I, need everybody. So, so, okay, that's a good question. That leads into this, I think. Because um, I've seen you, Roy, a couple weeks, like, what, a month ago? Right, yeah. uh, back in July. Yeah, back in July. Right. I've seen Walter, like, maybe a couple weeks ago in person. Mm -hmm. I think Walt, right, or a month ago. So probably yeah. no, probably when I yeah, saw a month ago. when we saw Roy, we saw you. I think yeah. I haven't seen Mac at all this year. Yeah, that's been a long time, man. Yeah, I mean, I don't. This, I mean, you know, I don't there's really I, no. I was, I was in Florida just for a couple of days. I remember you came by and yeah, and I saw you and Jason. Hotel room. Yeah, yeah, me and Jason. Jason was uh, whipping my uh, my my Audi R8, uh, which I don't have yeah. anymore. I have a used Volkswagen now. You got rid of the Audi? Oh, man. No, I have, well, I have, it's a different Audi R8. It's a, like a different one. It's an older, it's an older one, so I called it a used Volkswagen. <laughs> well, when are we going to get together? We need something we, like a COVID some, party to yeah. be completely responsible. Well, we can socially distance and wear masks, though. Yeah, and right. then, and then at, so the Iraq veteran event's not happening. Right. It got well, they're saying they're going to move it to spring, so it might not be completely gone. Hmm, hmm. So let me ask you all, this is a good topic for us all to talk about since we have Mac on, we have Roy. Um, SHOT Show 2021, is it going to happen? They, they keep, the NSSF keeps putting out very positive, happy-sounding messages that, yes, they're going to do it. That's all I know. So you're saying so, it's going to happen? I'm saying the NSSF keeps saying <laughs> it's going to happen. There's okay. lots of stuff in the last since March that I've been mm -hmm. told, oh yeah, this is going to happen. It didn't happen. Yeah. From, from what I understand, the only reason it hasn't been canceled yet is their board hasn't met. Yeah. That's what yeah, I, I, I would be surprised if it did happen, but you guys know the situation with that. So even if it, if it happens, then it becomes a question of, will all the companies send their people mm -hmm. because do they want the liability of somebody getting COVID that they sent to Florida or Florida? I'm sorry, uh, Las Vegas. Vegas, yeah. And because everybody gets sick anyway, mm -hmm. right? Like everybody gets the shot show crud. Crud right, is a thing. And if the shot show crud becomes COVID nineteen, you know, well, people will be dropping. People will be dropping. When is, dropping when, is when is it not going to be COVID nineteen? Yeah, that's now every, every time somebody gets sick, they think they have COVID nineteen. 
And it's like, you're just sick, buddy. (laughs) You know, what happens when the flu season kicks in? Everybody's going to have COVID. 98% of the people that get it don't even have symptoms. So we've probably all had it already. Yeah. I mean, after SHOT Show, I had some funny shit. So right after. What's what's not funny there, I I, I talked to several people that uh, are convinced they had COVID from SHOT Show. And it makes sense because it happened right at that time. The news literally broke at SHOT Show about. what we were jokingly calling the Wuhan Weezer. And it broke while we were there. And then I knew people afterwards that said they had all the symptoms. They tested negative for an influenza, but they had all the symptoms. Yeah. And uh, so very well could have been well, shot I, show. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna tell you guys, I had the flu twice uh, in the end of uh, 2019. Twice. So like in November and December, I got it once. I didn't really do anything about it, and then and then it went away, and then it just hit me again really, 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 really uh, hard, and I went to the doctor, and they were like, you have the B strain. They tested, they did the whole thing. They're like, you have the B strain, and then when we went to SHOT Show, I was completely fine. Lola got it too, but we were fine at SHOT Show. I think, I remember Walter getting sick the last couple of days at SHOT Show, and Roy, I think you were sick also, right? I ended up in an emergency room at SHOT Show. I missed hey. the Scott show. Yeah. That happened to me once too. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't I didn't go to the emergency room. I mean, Saturday coming home on the airplane, all I wanted to do was just get home and sit on the couch and put a blanket over me. Mm-hmm. So I do that when I get home and then later on I wake up and I'm, I'm I get up and I'm hot and I stand up and I got chills like I've never had freaking chills before. Head to toe, I was just like ah. <laughs> and then I get I went back and forth for a while and finally but for about two weeks I've just reckon running in low gear. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. I kind of had that dry cough they talk about, you know, where nothing I couldn't get anything like the, you know, nothing's coming out. And those, you're not, it's not like the normal flu where you get like I get a high fever and puking and just feel like terrible, you know. Lots of people I know and lots of people I'm friends with kept telling me, oh, well, you've got COVID, you've got COVID. And I kept saying, no, 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 I don't. My symptoms aren't right. My symptoms are right. And then about a month and a half, two months after the episode and SHOT Show was over, because I, I literally, I missed the entire SHOT Show. I spent the entire SHOT Show in either in an emergency room or laying flat on my back in a hotel uh, a bed. Uh, and... Um, and then I read an article that about 26% of all COVID cases have the exact same symptoms I had, mm-hmm. which were not respiratory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I remember telling uh, you, I remember commenting on something you posted at the time. You've got COVID-19 yeah, and you got mad at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, no, my, my, my symptoms were respiratory. And then I read, oh, about 26% of the symptom, uh, cases do have these uh, intestinal symptoms. And, and not much other symptoms. And I've, I've even that. consulted with a doctor here in Iowa, and uh, she told me they don't know how long antibodies last, insurance wouldn't cover the test, and she thought, she felt that a, a significant number of the antibody tests were, were false anyway. <laughs> so uh, I, I just didn't even bother. So, so I don't know. I don't yeah. know if I had it or not. So here's the thing. By the way, before I get into that, let me tell uh, ask everyone out there to smash the thumbs ups, okay? I think we have like over 100 people watching us live. If we get those thumbs ups going, uh, that would be awesome. So as Walter was saying, this is going to definitely keep happening. I remember when Mac was sick yeah. uh, one time at SHOT Show. He was literally green. So mm-hmm. who, who, who says we'll ever have a SHOT Show ever again? And I want to <laughs> add this to it. I want to add this to it. Should we even bother with a SHOT Show? Is it even necessary? Well, here's, here's what's weird. So 
it, it, people already know that SHOT Show's this weird get-together because everybody wants to be part of SHOT Show. So you have companies that have been trying to get in to get a booth on the floor. They start off in the basement. They want to work their way up to the main floor. But if you give up your booth just one year, you lose it all. You start, you lose it all. You start from scratch. Mm -hmm. And so you'll actually have people. So if they run shot show, half of the show might actually have empty booths. Mm -hmm. They'll, they'll send one person to set up something to give out business cards and that's it. That's just them holding on to their spot mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. they don't want to lose it. It's this weird dynamic. People, companies, just absolutely feel like to be successful, they have to be at SHOT Show. And once they get off, they get a good booth spot, they're not giving it up. And they would give it up by not showing up for just one year. Mm -hmm. so, so, but the thing, so the question in there that I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to have, have us get into here, is it really mm -hmm. necessary? Mac, for example, I think you don't really do SHOT Show that much. You, maybe you come in for a day or something. Or a few days, but you don't really yeah, do shot show. Yeah, a couple years I didn't anymore. go. Lately, I'll, I'll pop in for a day or two, mm -hmm. um, and just kind of roam around and and uh, remind myself of why I don't go to shot show and go home. Yeah. <laughs> so is it? And then obviously on the on the other uh, spectrum of that, Roy, you work for Brownells. You guys do right. a pretty big shot show booth. It's uh, right. and then I know Walter. You're a smaller business, but you invest a lot of money uh, going out to shot show. Do you guys, are you looking forward to SHOT Show? Is it an important thing for the business that you do? Is it necessary? Are there other ways today that we could do this maybe more efficiently? Oh, lots of silence. Walter, do you want to go first? Or? <laughs> I, I don't, this year, this year I could care less if I go to SHOT Show. And the reason is because I don't want to wear a stupid mask. I don't want to, I don't want to have aisle lines painted on the aisles like where you're supposed to go it's yeah. just so it's so in walk in this insane. direction only yeah you know it's like when i when, when i when i walk into the show and i get a call to come back to the tables i go whichever freaking direction i want to go mm -hmm. and i mean i you know how it is at shot show everybody's going mm -hmm. everywhere you know it's like I, I just don't like this i mean it was like they put out this thing before sema got canceled that they mm -hmm. were going to have all this uh, you know, you have to wear a mask, and you've got to have mm -hmm. this, and they're going to be taking your temperature. You're going to take your freaking temperature at the door. Yeah, what, what are they going to do? What are they going to do with the? What are they going to do with the ten thousand people in the hallway in the morning, and the ten thousand people in the afternoon leaving the shot show? They're going. Are you going to get a number? They're going to call your number. They're going to have lasers. You can leave. Or six, I went to leave. I went to the Libertarian Party thing and there was like almost a metal detector and you had to put your wrist up to it and the laser somehow got your temperature. They're gonna do silly stuff like that. That what does right. that mean? I it's it's stupid, you yeah. know. Look look in January we're at the shot show. Shot show is crawling with Chinese. Do you wonder why people got sick? Las Vegas is designed for the Chinese. That, that's what. Las Vegas, their their existence resolves about the agents coming in there and spending their money. Yeah, and, and, and people and, from all over the world. Mm -hmm. People from all over the world. The, the Wuhan, the Wuhan, Wuhan didn't start in Brazil. Yeah, I'm saying that. I'm <laughs> saying that for the YouTube, the YouTube people. Yeah, bless the, their hearts. The overseers. I'm telling you, I'm te I'm telling you the truth. The, chi <laughs> no, the Chicom virus came from China. China. So, China. 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 Yeah. <laughs> and, and as you know, every year there's more and more and more Chinese at the shot show selling mm -hmm. their stuff. Mm -hmm. So for sure, they had. Over, I heard a statistic. There was over a hundred between the time they stopped the flights from China, there was either a hundred thousand or four hundred thousand Chinese came into the country. 
Mm-hmm. Can you wonder why all of a sudden there was like poof, it was everywhere? It wasn't like it wasn't it wasn't just uh, coincidental, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you know we can't be racist and shut the airlines down. You know, come on. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think um, we could shut it down. Go ahead, go ahead, Roy. <laughs> they did for, eventually. For shot yeah. show for shot show, and I I've been to enough shot shows. I know there are different things that go mm-hmm. on, and different people who work in different aspects of the industry have different mm-hmm. visions. I know that's where lots of big deals are cut. Mm-hmm. I know that's where where smaller businesses go to buy or to, to to make contracts to buy certain amounts of inventory. Folks go to see new products, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. I've heard people who both love shot show and hate shot show. For me personally. I'm one of the freaks who actually looks forward to SHOT Show and who loves SHOT Show. And the only reason I love SHOT Show is because there are certain people who I really like and I really enjoy. I only get to see about twice a year, which is at SHOT Show and or the NRA annual meetings. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, I've made some significant connections uh, business-wise because, of course, in in my role at uh, Brownells, plus I'm an extroverted guy. I like people. And... um, I've made some some good connections at Shot Show. So for me personally, I even though it, it actually it's a grind, it kicks my butt every year. Uh, it really kicked my butt last year because I wound up in an emergency room. But um, I'm one of the sickos who absolutely love Shot Show for the only reason that there are so many people who uh, I really like and really enjoy, and I get to see them about twice a year. And one of those times is at Shot Show. Mm-hmm. I think in, in a so, lot. Go ahead, Mac. It's it's it's, well, it's, 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 a, it's the, only, a, the only thing I enjoy about Shot Show is is seeing friends and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I can do without the crowds and yeah, you right. Know, it, it, from a media perspective, it's not like you're going to go to Shot Show as a YouTuber and break a news story on a no. brand new product, right? You know, there's 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 just the content there for me is bland. I don't like going and and showing a gun that's tethered to a table. I can't really, you know, doesn't have a firing pin in it and mm-hmm. read a white paper that the manufacturer wants me to recite. You know, it doesn't give me anything I really can use. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would rather just see the firearm after the show, be able to shoot it and develop an opinion on it versus just saying, hey, look, what's new for 2021, guys? Yeah. That's it. Or a better you know, way. It's not uh- interesting to me. So I... I just don't, I, the last few times I've gone last time I did make a few videos, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Again, it's the same thing. I, it just, I don't, I don't get into the content. I, and, and it shows when I'm making the video that I'm not really excited Yeah. unless there's just something totally cool, but I haven't seen anything just blow my socks off in the last few years at shot show. It seems like it's been kind of a, you know, yeah. nothing truly big has come out. Yeah. We're, I, we're all waiting on that block carbine. Yeah, absolutely. I think so from my point of view, I think first of all, if you're if for for the folks going to Shot Show, including myself, we we've gone every year and, and we go out there and we shoot videos, the the biggest pressure is everyone's trying to get the video up first. Oh yeah. And there are a lot of people searching, hitting the keyboards, you know, Shot Show in January twentieth or whatever it is, midnight, everyone's like Shot Show twenty twenty one. What's up? Yeah. So everyone's everyone's fighting for that particular thing, which I think is kind of tough. Other than that, if 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 you're lucky to win that lottery <laughs> of getting that video up, other than that, it's like what Mac is saying. Most of it is a canned message that you go through over and over again. I try to go to some of the companies and ask them different stuff. Companies usually don't like that. <laughs> well, I went this last year. I went to like smaller companies. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. People will give me a hard time about not talking about, you know, brands that are more affordable. So, you know, I did a Delton video and I followed up with 
of one of the rifles just recently. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think know, a better a smaller companies there that could use the exposure. Yeah. Oh, that's an angle that I think we, you know, have all explored at one point or another. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but like if you, like you said, if you go there to break a story, you're not going to be the first person to show off the new BRN10, you know, or the BRN180. It's already had 15 videos done before you even got to the booth. Mm-hmm. I think it, <laughs> I think it would work better if companies um, and they could f- figure out whoever they want to deal with. But and I do it sometimes. A company, I think I, we did it with Walter and the uh, Strybog adapter that allows you to use. Guess what? Glock, Glock mags. mags. Uh, and I told Walter. Oh okay, really? Yeah. So we <laughs> fix the Strybog. Thank you. <laughs> Walter has an adapter for that. And uh, and what we did was we did a video before Shot Show, um, and I did it my way. You know how we usually do whatever we do here. And then that first day when everyone was turning stuff on, I set that midnight. And it actually took off because everyone's looking for SHOT Show. And that's the, you know, in, in my case, I got lucky because it's, you know, Walter and I do a lot of stuff together. That's why you guys see Safety Harbor Firearms right there. But that that helped. And there are a few other people that would do that. And I think it's a good strategy for companies to find people. If you, if you like what Mac does, you know, say, hey, listen, we're coming out with this thing. We'll send it to you. Don't release it until this day. I see, you know, it's nothing. I didn't invent that. I see lots of guys doing that. And I think it's a way better thing, even if those guys go to SHOT Show for whatever reason, to come back to what Roy was saying. It is kind of like the high school reunion. You get to see everyone, take pictures. It's a social event. Yeah, socialize. Yeah. And, um, and, I, and I, I really do think, and, I, I, and I'm not just saying this, mm-hmm. I really do think there is value in face-to-face human interaction oh and yeah heck yeah that's, and, and, i always i always find value in that and and there's a value in actually being able to walk whether it's tethered or not mm-hmm. walking mm-hmm. up and be able to see something in person versus a picture on the internet mm-hmm. um and in a lot of the smaller people like myself and others there's new stuff on the table mm-hmm. that that's you haven't seen on the internet mm-hmm. because they haven't got it in front of anybody yet mm-hmm. so I mean, that's why you can walk up and say, oh, that's cool. To me, the shot show is a place to get ideas, too. So I walk around and see what, oh, look at that. Well, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, yeah. I mean, I talked, about doing, an AK, I talked about doing an AKV before Palmetto State came out with their AKV with somebody else that does builds AKs and very successful at it, mm-hmm. is known for doing it. And then Palmetto State did it. I was like, well, I ain't going to do that now. Chase yeah. um, and Defendant <laughs> Arms did it years before anybody else did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I so, think that is that is a that is a good thing because I do that too, right? I get a chance to see a whole bunch of these things and process in my brain what I think is cool. I take a lot of pictures and I could flip through back through that um, because I don't feel. I, and Mac, you can comment on this. You're, you know, um, I'm like a hundred thousand subscribers, which I'm happy for. By the way, I see that just... That's remarkable. actually pretty good. Yeah. That's, that's not a small number. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. And I saw Hootie Who in the chat. So shout out to Hootie Who. I know he just got his plaque for 100,000 subscribers. Um, and then, then I you, never got my golden play button. Oh, no? I, think, <laughs> I never will. I, I think you can. You probably can. Uh, if you remind me later, uh, maybe I can help you out with that. Lola, Lola was able to get it for us, and she actually gave some advice to Hootie Who. So that, that helped him get it. But, you know, I like to see it. And I'm sure, Mac, even for you, you've been doing this longer, you're bigger. You still can't get everything, right? 
You can't get everything. You can't, like so, you couldn't get like every single gun that you want to get your hands on. You still couldn't either buy those things, or you know, it's not like no. a lot of people probably think, "Hey, Mac, this exists. How come you don't have the video?" Oh yeah, I get that all the time. Yeah, mostly so, in AR-15s. Like people say, "Hey, can you, you know, check out this never heard of before name AR-15?" Mm-hmm. And you know, I have to politely say, "There's you know five or six hundred AR-15 assemblers out there. You can't really call them manufacturers, <laughs> and there's no way I could I could possibly get them all. Yeah. Nor would I want to. You right. know, right? Um, you know, there's certain things that that I get excited about. You know, like you know, Brownells, and I'm not just saying that because they're here, their whole retro series mm-hmm. just blew me away. Mm-hmm. And it, I continue you. to be impressed by, you know, that that whole thing, right up, including the, uh, you know, the MTO3 grenade launcher, the original Colt optics, where they went to Japan and got the original manufacturer to start mm-hmm. making the darn optics again. Mm-hmm. That's the type of stuff that I found interesting. Mm-hmm. But for the longest time, the, the, the industry has been kind of kind of bland. I think this retro thing is cool. I mean, Glock just jumped in with the P80 They're yeah, right. to the Gen 1, yeah. you know? Um, but I, in terms of SHOT Show being the end all, I prefer smaller events where we can all still get together. There's there's plenty of other events like Eric Shoot or the mm-hmm. Epic Shoot or Brownells hosts things where we go to and we all get together. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, there's other things we can do that's actually a little bit more intimate and that we're not Oh, absolutely. Throngs yeah. of people. We can actually sit down, talk, have a conversation, and look at products that that isn't necessarily shot show. Mm-hmm. Shot show to me became such a big mess that it, I, I just didn't see anything useful from it. I, I I quit going because the amount of money I would spend to, to go, mm-hmm. I didn't get back in terms of the media that I produced. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it wound up being something that would cost me thousands of dollars. I really just can't afford to throw away. Yeah. Right. So. I agree with that. By the way, Mr. Guns and Gear is out there. Shout out to him. Um, and I forgot to mention. Oh, Mike. Yeah, I forgot to mention this. Mike got his Facebook deleted again, but right. he did get it back. I just want. Oh, he got it back. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, he I goes through this like every three or four yeah. months. <laughs> what is the we deal? Need to, we need to start a, a support group for Mike. Yeah. And, uh... Shout out to him, but he says he's not a Shot Show fan, and I think I agree with you. I don't know why we can't find oh. a way to do this better oh. in, on a smaller, you know, smaller I think we thing. Can. and use I the think, tech I, that I think exists. Eric does a great job. Mm-hmm. Like like Tim has said, Mike, I mean, it really does for for an internet person. It really doesn't hold a whole lot. There's not much. It's not. I, I don't know how you put it. Uh, it could be a little bit center of attention too. I mean, mm-hmm. it, in smaller groups, I mean, it, 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 the shot show is so big that you. I mean, a lot of things get. You could get just not not lost in it, but it does. Like I said, it doesn't hold. You don't make anything that's epic at the yeah. shot show. So you might see something cool. You might see one cool thing, and then by the mm-hmm. time you get to the ne- the the tenth cool thing, uh, you don't even know. People ask me that as I'm walking around um, shot show. They're like, "Oh, what did you see that's cool?" My brain is so numb, I can't well, well, tell Mike, you what, what I, I just saw ten seconds ago. What I what I think is cool. Some people go, "Well, what's that?" You know, it doesn't mean anything to a lot of people. Yeah. I've uh, another AR-15. Okay, well, great. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. Um, another, another, another Glock. Like Tim was saying, another Glock. Mm-hmm. I do like the P80. They finally listened to me. Um, but yeah. yeah, another black Glock. Another, another Smith and Wesson. Um, hey, PSA is you know. making their own Glock. <laughs> uh, yeah. Woo! Everybody's excited about the dagger because. Yeah. 
or 20 uh, o'clock. It's like, wow. Another striker-fired gun. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> oh. By the way, Guns and Gare says his personal Facebook is still deleted, so. Personal Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess he got he, the, the. He Facebook. deals with that, man. He, yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's really good mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, being able to, to market and stuff like that using his Facebook page. But man, he takes a lot of, a lot of heat from mm-hmm. Facebook. Mm-hmm. He's the trooper. He keeps going. He'll get his he'll get his page back. I'm sure. But man, we got to support him. Yeah. Uh, there's a and, there's someone you know, at, there was someone who I guess was one of the early people at Facebook, um, who he's not really with Facebook, but he's able to help. He still us. helps us. Yeah. When we get yeah. in trouble. Um, yep. So, so yeah. I mean, I, to get to get back to what, what you were saying, Walt. Sorry. No, but I was just saying. Also, when we me and you go to SEMA, the car the mm-hmm. car show. I mean, for 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 a gun YouTube person to go to SEMA, a lot of people don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be quite honest, because it's a different world. It's a different genre. It's a different. Mm-hmm. You're not riding around in a donk or a low rider, or you're not on, on uh, you know, on the on the Saturday morning shows for the car shows. So they're, you're just like, okay, well, it's it. What do you say? It's not to, it's not your venue, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you'll see people like when Hank walking around, somebody else, every once in a while, somebody says, hey, Hank, see your book channel, you know, blah, blah, blah. but there's 10 freaking, any, any of y'all have been to SEMA besides, um, I mean. Yeah, I don't know if these but, guys, have you guys ever gone to I, any other big trade shows? Not to SEMA, I'd like to go check it out someday, mm-hmm. but. SEMA makes the SHOT Show look like. Yeah, small. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And as far as the number of people wandering around and just the crowd and yeah. they use every the- convention center, every convention center in Vegas all at yes, the same right. time, plus the outside. So there's literally yeah. a show outside of, of the convention centers that you don't even have to pay. You could just walk around and see these cars. But and that's canceled. So the, the thing I want to take from that, Walter, is because yeah. we're having yeah. this conversation about the gun industry and we have the greatest minds of the gun industry right here, right now. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Mac is like, what? Where? <laughs> and that's why we're going to start working on an AR-15 AK-47 hybrid. And I think that already exists, it. Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Will it take 1911 magazines? It's called a Daewoo. Lock mags. <laughs> well, okay, the Daewoo doesn't take lock mags. <laughs> I can talk about the Strybog. <laughs> yeah. The, we can yeah. make a Daewoo that yeah. takes Glock mags. We can, we can get into that. Uh, hold on a second. Let me get this super chat up here. Uh, Millsup, Mike. Uh, gave us five bucks. He says, "For Roy, are there any plans to expand the re- expand the retro line into things like G1, G3, F, uh, FAMAS, the FAL, etc." <laughs> FAMAS, uh, come on, please, Roy, say I, FAMAS. Uh, you bought the tooling in France and you're bringing it to the United States. You're going to make it. Go ahead, Roy. Then I'll go ahead, Roy. Then I'll comment my idea. Oh, my knowledge, there are no plans to expand anything like Thank that. You. No. Uh, there's going to no. be a bullpup. Brownells is going to make a retro bullpup. Of what? <laughs> There's only a handful of those. Yeah. We're going to make an AUG. Microtech tried that. Yeah. Right. It, to my knowledge, there are no plans to, to, to do anything like that. No. No, no bullpup? Yes, rest Roy, bullpup. <laughs> no. I know you and your bullpup thing. Yeah, and I shot your bullpup, Hank. I yeah. shot your bullpup. Bull right yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm just, trying to, I'm just trying to force that. Actually, I got your bullpup. I got one of your bullpups right yeah, here. Yeah, don't show it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> don't show it. Yeah, let's... Uh, Is that the orange one? One? Oh. oh no let's get it let's do this let's do this here we got mac you've got some guns do you want to talk about the strybog because i think walter is familiar with that and uh and i think folks out there are familiar with probably with your video if they haven't seen it you want to 
bring everyone up to speed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just before our show, I was talking with a, a friend of mine that's also a YouTuber who called me up to say, hey, man, is your A3 a complete piece of junk? And I said, well, it's not a complete piece of junk. What's going on? Uh, so it, it's kind of funny. So I, I, I put my video out and, uh, you know, if you go back to the, the A1, I had problems with that. Mm -hmm. And of course, anytime I post a video that's not positive about a product, especially a popular product, you know, I get called all sorts of names and I'm only doing it for clicks and stuff, which is just asinine. I uh, just open myself up to all sorts of crazy lawsuits. But, but you know, in the, in the case of the A1, I was vindicated when Global Ordinance and Grand Power made a joint statement saying, yes, we recognize the problems that Mac found in his video and this is how we're going to fix them. And, you know, that was a great, boon for them because everybody's like, man, that's how you, that's how you handle problems. That's, that's awesome. And then, um, and then we, you know, move on to the A3, which I was actually looking forward to a brand new roller delayed nine millimeter. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. And so I got on gun broker and picked one up and, uh, I, you know, started shooting. I've been shooting it for quite a while. I was shooting 124 grain stuff. I, the federal 115 and 124 grain boxes look identical. Turns out I was shooting all 124 grain and didn't shoot 115 until the day of actually filming. And that's when I started running into functional problems. And, uh, and so I, I noticed two things about the A3. They, um, they still like hotter ammunition mm -hmm. and they still have garbage magazines. Hmm. And so, you know, I know people don't like hearing that, but it's the absolute truth. And once again, I was vindicated. Graham Bates, who has GB guns on YouTube, he happens to be close personal friends with Jaro, who is the uh, owner of Grand Power and the, I think that the lead designer of the, the Strebog. And, um, you know, I talked to him and I'm not going to say what he told me in, in confidence, but, um, you know, he just posted a picture today of three new locking pieces with different cam angles on them mm. to resolve the ammunition problem that I've been saying the guns have had even in their blowback days. So all the people out there saying that I'm just making things up, it's just kind of funny because he just posted a picture of three new locking pieces with different cam angles to resolve a problem that um, you know people should be having with the guns depending on what variety of ammunition they shoot. If you shoot hot stuff, Guns are going to run fine, but it doesn't change the fact the magazines still have an engineering problem. They still bind up, and I demonstrate that in my A3 video. They went so far as to redesign the magazine and make a steel-reinforced feedlip version, and all they had to do was just put a slight curve to it like a Scorpion Evo magazine, and they would have solved the binding issue. But no, the magazines were garbage, and you got to put oil in them or you know some sort of dry lube mm -hmm. just to keep them working, and even then – you know, they're, they're not 100%. Mm -hmm. So that's why I thought it was interesting. People in, in my video uh, commented that there's a company that had an adapter you could pop in that it would allow it to use Colt SMG mags. And I ordered one of those. And then you said something, Hank, that um, Safety Harbor offers a, a conversion for Glock mags. Yeah. Well, well he, go ahead. I want to try that. I'm, I'm going to let Walter talk. Go ahead, Walt. I'll let oh, Walter I, I have questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you started having problems with the Strebog when they changed the spring design, correct? Yes. So okay. So the first gen, the, ver the I call first gen, the first gen guns that came in the country that people had, I'm not talking about magazines, but just function and firing. For, for what I know, they didn't have any problems at all with that. No. So the I, first, the first gen gun that had the bar in there that fills that void, yeah, that allows spent cases and live rounds to fall completely behind the bolt. Mm -hmm. Um, that was, that was a good design. I have one of those. 
and that gun works great. The magazines are still flawed, but the gun works far so, better. So, than can I ask you guys a question? Because I know Mac, you've got you've got uh, a couple of these guns. I've got all three of so, them. Yeah, so does Walter, and he makes stuff. I have three of them. Can you guys explain to me why they did the roller? Why did they go the roller route? Why was that? <laughs> you, you want me to talk? You want? <laughs> yeah, I, I go, go ahead. I, I, I'm Walter, kind of. I'm, Walter's uh, chuckling is interesting <laughs> here. Yeah. Well, I mean, I. I their first guns they made ran fine as an open bolt, as far as I was concerned. The ones with the original spring design, the, what sold me on the street bog, I watched videos on the internet, people just feeding all kinds of ammo through it, mm-hmm. whether it was, um, um, you know, all different weights, all different kinds. I call floor sweepings. Mm-hmm. And it shot it. And then they changed the spring design, and they came into all these problems. And it's like, well, why did you change the spring design? You know, I know why. Uh, okay. It's cheaper. Probably. No, I know why. Yeah, it's it it, it has to do with cost. But mm-hmm. so the original gun that came in, like you mentioned, the one with, that had the rod in it that fills the void that you know keeps spent and live rounds from falling into the action. Well, they got rid of that because everybody seems to think that the A3 is a brand new gun, the roller delayed gun. The reality is the gun's been on the market in Europe since 2017. ATF was dragging its feet and approving the gun for import into the US. So Grand Power continued to manufacture the A1 just for the US market to keep feeding us guns. And so they were running two productions. They were running A1s just for the United States, but to the rest of the world, they were selling the A3 roller delay. I suspect, and I don't know the reason they went to the roller delay system, it has its benefits if done right, but it's it, the recoil impulse isn't drastically improved or lessened with the roller delay in my experience. But I think probably one of the reasons they went with the roller delay system is because they were given a lot of flack initially for basically knocking off the BNT APC-9. The original Strybog, Strybog uh, is a complete knockoff of the APC-9. And I don't think they liked having that reputation. So now by making it roller delayed, you can't say it's now a direct knockoff of the APC-9, which is blowback. I, I think that's probably one of the reasons they, they looked at doing that. In terms of recoil mitigation, it, I don't really notice much of a difference whatsoever. But the reason why the A1 Gen 2s got into problems was because of that whole thing where I told you they were manufacturing A1s and A3 simultaneously. They wanted to started. They wanted to see, well, are there parts in the A3 we can put in the A1 until we get the A3 approved for the U.S. market. And so to streamline production, they were putting A3 parts in the A1, one of which was the recoil system. It's a simplified version. It gets rid of the rod that fills the void where live rounds and spent cases can fall into. And the spring wound up being too heavy, which caused my functional problems that resulted in my video that, you know, ultimately ended with Global Ordinance and Grand Power saying, we're sorry, we're going to offer weaker springs. Um, Jaro keeps blaming American ammunition as being weak. And that's simply not true. I'd have European viewers that tell me that they pretty much shoot the exact same ammunition we do. Nobody out there runs plus P and plus B plus ammunition through their guns. It's just as expensive and hard to find uh, in Europe as it is here. Mm-hmm. You know, people pretty much globally use just standard 124 grain or 115 grain range ammo. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how they got into the problem with the recoil springs. They were trying to use A3 parts and A1s. But now that the A3 is on the market, it still isn't capable of running a a variety of commonly available range ammunition. So now um, GB Guns has posted a picture of new locking pieces that are presumably going to allow the gun to run 
with regular range ammunition. It still doesn't address the magazine problem. The magazines are a hot mess. Yeah. So do you what, what do you think about that, Walt? Are you seeing any of the problems with the new one? I know that we I haven't shot that that much with you. I haven't either. I haven't shot the new one either that much. The re main reason I bought the new one to make sure that my stock fit on the back. Yeah. <laughs> because when it's we, the same when we, gun. Everything's the same except for that. Well, bolt changes. So was so so was the A1. For, so was the first gen and the second gen supposed to be the same, but when they machined the receiver in the back, then my stock didn't fit on some of the oh. guns. Really? Yeah. yeah. And then so I was selling stocks to Grand Power, and they were sell. I mean, Glo uh, Global Ordnance. Because I went down and talked to them. They're local for us. And they were selling my stuff and da da da. But then when this when the newer guns came in and there was an issue with the stock in the back, people were giving them a hard time because their stock wouldn't fit on the gun. And then they started bragging on me. And mm -hmm. it's like, well, it's not my fault the gun changed in the back. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> and, that's uh, all it takes. <laughs> that's all it took. And it was 50-50. Some people's guns that went right on, and other people's guns that would go three quarters away on a stop. So we fixed the problem on our end. We we actually loosened the tolerances up a little bit, or we just spread the spread the uh, things apart a little further. Mm -hmm. And now it goes on everything. So, but um, I got the A3 just to check out to make sure that my stock still fit on. I haven't shot that many rounds through it. Yeah, um, I think it's neat. I you know the the roller delay system they built into it is extremely simple and very right. elegant in design. I mean it's it's really quite ingenious it's far simpler than the hk system oh yeah, yeah. But, but um but, but do you really need it no i mean, you it's, don't. It, I mean <laughs> and it didn't if you weigh the guns it doesn't even weigh much less than you know the blowback version the gen right. 2 by the time they got they went to the non-reciprocating charging handle they they try to lighten it up some but the difference really isn't that great uh, you'll see people out there talking like oh man it's night and day difference no it's not, it's not. If, if you're even a, a little bit objective you're going to say it's there is a difference in the recoil impulse, but it's not night and day. Yeah. yeah. So looking at that video, I was thinking, and I was teasing you yesterday, that uh, as an old man now, you can't load magazines. But I was looking, I mean, seriously, that is a that is a problem when you're trying to load and you get to a certain point, and then it's oh, really Oh, their mags load terribly hard. So <laughs> put a little bit of oil in there, and it'll, it'll work for you there, Walter. Matter of fact, I was at the Epic shoot. And about graphite. There, the global ordinance was there showing the uh, the Strebog off, mm -hmm. and I think his name's Josh was there, and he's like, "Hey, man, thanks for the oil tip," because the guns were, you know, having problems. It was raining, mm -hmm. and the guns were stumbling, and he was putting oil in the magazines and made it much easier to load and made the guns more reliable. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, you got to put some sort of dry lube or wet lube in the magazines just to get them to work right. In the video, you can. I'm like on the 20th round or so, and I'm pushing down, you actually hear the magazine go, grinding <laughs> yeah. and crunching inside. And then, you know, I start showing how the rounds, when you try to push them out, they, you know, there's no spring pressure whatsoever, and the rounds just pop out of the magazine. Yeah. Um, it's it's a horrible magazine design, and, and I don't know if it's just being stubborn, and you know, they don't want to admit they're wrong, but Come on, guys. It's so simple to fix. Well, okay. I mean, I... I, I <laughs> Slight curve to it or just use the Scorpion mag and well, call it a day. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> you're, you're kind of right that it's simple, but then, you know, it's a whole different mold, <laughs> you know, well, if, you, if you are doing that curve. They, right? they changed the mold tank. Mm -hmm. they, they The new magazine requires new molds. Oh, so, yeah, they, they should have done it if then. If they were going to go that far, they should have just put the dang curve in the magazine to sense. account for the, the case taper of the 9mm cartridge, and they would have had a, a great magazine. Yeah, that's, but, that makes sense. So let me. Sometimes 
pride gets in the way of things, I guess. That's you, true. You, That's true. So let me get these two questions in here while we're on this subject. Uh, my apologies, Roy, if I don't know. That's okay. Uh, I'm learning stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just being quiet and learning stuff on this. <laughs> so Kermit loves bacon. Kermit loves bacon. Says, did Walt make a lower for it that runs Glock mags? Which the answer yeah, is. Yeah, that's what that's what we're doing. Yeah, and uh, Kentucky Guns and Radio says, Walter, please, please, please make a CZ Scorpion Max version for the Strybog. So yeah, I agree. That'd be awesome that, if you can make that. Yeah, Mac, would, maybe uh, you actually, can convince him to stop making mini bikes and get that. <laughs> get that because Walter. So uh, I'm just gonna give you a little bit of backstory here, Mac. So you know okay. this gun. This gun thing's gotten kind of tough. I don't know. Tell me if I'm saying if I'm saying the wrong things, Walt. So Walter's gotten a little burnt out, and and you know he's still making doing his stuff his thing over there, but he's gotten heavy into mini bikes. We need to get him back over to making these <laughs> adapters so we can put some Glock. I just got I just got a quote back on another part for the adapter. Yes. Oh, okay, all so right, just, yeah. Just just be cool, you know. Yeah. So what it is? It's a whole lower the whole lower receiver that's machined out of aluminum. It takes AR-15 parts, AR grips, mm-hmm. uh, AR trigger parts. That is like the European street bogs do, mm-hmm. from what I understand. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just a matter of. You have to you have to uh, modify the bolt or provide a new bolt, and um, pretty much that's it to make it run properly. It's not correctly. serialized, right? It's not a serialized. No, the ser- on the on the, yeah, on the street bog lower the upper is the, the gun. Yeah. So yeah. you got lucky on that yeah. one. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, the CZ magazine. I wish I would have started that one first, to be honest with you, because we later after we go, I don't even think I have to modify the bolts for it to run a CZ mag. So. Um, oh. So, so which, ones, which one would be better? Should we just go CZ well, mag? Because, like, PSA is making those mags cheap, right? Yeah, they're $15, you know, and they run. Yep. And they work. Yeah, yeah um, I mean, does it have to be Glock mag? <laughs> <laughs> well, we could start over. Yeah, yeah. we can do that. Uh, Actually, it, it, wouldn't, it probably wouldn't take that much to just redesign the lower to take the thing. And, it, yeah, it's... It's Hurry just up, you know, for Christ's sakes, before, before uh, Military Arms Channel loses his all his thumbs... <laughs> <laughs> now that's my question. Does anybody make a mag loader for the Shreebog mag? A real mag loader? No one has, have they? I think there's a universal, but I don't know if they. Yeah, yeah those things are. There's probably a Blula, yeah, yeah, version that would work with it. There's kind of. I know there's versions out there for various different double stack nine millimeter mags like Colt, Newsy, stuff like that. But there, there has to be a universal one that works. Why yeah. doesn't Streetbog? I mean, they're in Europe. Why don't you just go over to Italy and talk to Mekar and have a real mag made? <laughs> <laughs> they they totally redesigned the thing anyway. They should have just put a curve to it and called it a day. Or, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You know, put a little just curve. knocked on the door next to them and said, "Hey, you know, send us some scorpion mags. We'll just use those. <laughs> yeah. They're commonly available. They're nineteen dollars and they work." Yeah, yeah. Why does this true. become so tough? Like, why are companies seriously here? Why are companies fighting over the magazines? There are good magazines out there. And by, and by the way. Even though I'm a, a Glock mag fan, I don't necessarily think that the Glock mags are the best. They no. work great in Glocks, <laughs> but they don't work all the time in in ARs that are supposed to, you know, 9mm ARs that are supposed to use them, right? We don't always get last round bolt hold open and all that, but there's yeah, things that's... out there. Why not go with stuff that's out there and go, listen, why do we even killing ourselves over this if there's this good magazine to use? I don't know, maybe be. Roy can talk about that. Is there some sort of like licensing issue there, Roy? Or you there, know, would, it, could, it would. Could CZ say don't do this? 
It would depend. It would depend. I mean, I can think of examples of, of companies who have been real close to the vest with their what they consider their intellectual baby, their their, their creation. Uh, without naming a certain company, I think of a certain uh, cartridge, maybe named <laughs> after an Icelandic saga hero. Oh, that one of them was 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 allowed to be made by other people, and one of them really wasn't. Yeah. If, if that rings any bells, it, it's just really going to be company to company. I mean, there's some there's some companies who I do think think. Uh, hey, if, if we have this thing take proprietary mags that only we make, then folks who buy the gun will have to buy five or six mags from us, which is another yeah. source of profit. True. Or uh, uh, there are other companies who think, well, by gosh, we don't want the stinking competition supplying the mags uh. for our gun. Uh, and and then there are other you think of other examples of guns uh, put out by a pretty large company, a nine millimeter handgun that does take. Mags not made by them. I mean, you had several examples of guns like that. So I think it just, it really varies. It depends on the individual circumstances of which specific company you're talking about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think there was some good, I think there were probably some good points in there. Uh, let me get a couple things. Uh, Bunny gave us two ninety nine here from Bunny. Says, thoughts on what would Stoner do? 2020 rifle. Hmm. Uh, right? <laughs> Those are coming. <laughs> okay. They're coming. Yeah. I'm not kidding. It's going to happen. We're getting closer. <laughs> we're getting closer. They're not here yet, but we're working on it. Oh, okay. Interesting. There's an IG post out there uh, of, of somebody beating up one of those rifles today. Oh. I just okay. was just looking at it here we'll a second to, ago. Really? really? Yeah. Who, yeah. Beating up which rifle the, again? The, what would Stoner do rifles that are supposed to be? Right. Uh, who's working on that? Is that KES you guys are working on the what would? Right. KES? Okay. Yeah. So is that mm -hmm. on? Where would that be on IG then? Uh I just saw it. No. Okay, okay. By I'm the so way, scared. while you're looking for that, uh, Edward Andrews texted me here. He says, "Tell Mac, I like the way he always keeps it real." So that's a post yeah. eight what? minutes ago on Forgotten Weapon. Oh, forgotten Weapon. Oh, KP15. It's KP15. KP15. I think that's the same. I don't know if that's the, the same thing, but it, that, that's a KP15. Maybe, and, I'm, yeah, it looks. Okay, so that's what, not that's not what we were talking about. I'm not. It looks to be the one piece lower. Let me see here. And and what is what is I haven't I haven't seen this thing. I'm out of the loop uh, on it. What would Stoner do, Rifle? We announced that uh, quite some time ago. We don't have them in, but it's like uh, I guess you would call it third generation uh, polymer one piece lower that includes oh, the butt okay. it's got some we've got a, a landing page dedicated at brown elves remember cab arms I, it's it's like I, it's like the cab arms lore yeah i have right. seen that es90 says uh in range posted a vid from recoil right right so, um, so did you, say, you said you said cavalry arms did i hear cavalry arms it's in the spirit it's not it's not of course cavalry arms is defunct Right. Yeah, but I got one of those it's over the here. Same, it's the same general idea, except it's it's reinforced and improved in some certain design elements that have changed. And we'll be having those available as complete rifles called the What Would Stoner Do 2020 Rifle, exclusively at Brownells. And we'll also have uh, both completed and stripped lowers. Oh, cool. Cool. So if you want to roll your own. In fact, can I'm going to get... get... Go ahead. Go ahead. Can, I, can I say what Stoner would do? Sure. Yeah. He would die. That's <laughs> what <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh thanks, Walt. <laughs> thanks. Well, I mean, you know, come on. That. He's from Stoner was from a different age. You know, I mean, yes, they did the the M16 with plastic stocks, but right. You know, he 
they machined aluminum and it was aerospace right. stuff and da, right. da, 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 da. Right. then you got then you have Cadillac gauge and you know the the, the stoner stoner and the whole nine yards so yeah, I don't can know. Can we just get a can we just get <laughs> well, an arm pistol? How about that? Can we just get an arm pistol? Can an we, arm pistol? Yeah. Like okay, right, right. I remember I remember those. How about Bring that? those back. I have one. Wishmaster? Yeah. Was it Wishmaster arm pistol? Yeah. Walter has one, Mac has one. I can't get my hands on one. You guys need to retroize it. Now do the arm pistol in like two eighteen B or one of those like it was supposed to be? Or two fifty seven Roberts, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or or five seven the FN five seven round. Yeah. That would be an interesting. I hope Roy's yeah. not writing this down because I could just imagine the meeting with the engineers where they're like, "What is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> where are these?" It's an arm pistol in two eighteen B. Where's this right. idea? But, yeah, uh, the, but you were talking about Stoner going with, with the lightweight. I mean, he was he was the first guy to really try to make guns out of out of aircraft grade aluminum, et cetera. I mean, successfully. Mm-hmm. And so the idea behind uh, what would Stoner do rifle is. Well, if he were alive and had uh, access to even more lightweight polymer, modern strong polymer, would he would he try to go as lightweight as possible? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they played with the they played with the the the, the wrapped barrels like like mm-hmm. we have. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah and, and they and they were a, kind of a miserable success. But I mean right. failure I should say yeah failure. Right. I think the one right. thing that Stoner wouldn't have done. Stoner hated the 5.56 five, from what I've read. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he'd go a So he would, he would have went with a bigger caliber, like a 6.8 or a 6.5 Grindel six, or five something. Grindel. Yeah. Ooh, babe. I see Resdog one Resdog 187 says that same thing. Stoner would say, I told you it's supposed to be 308. 5.56 five, is for those who squat to pee. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great comment yeah stoner wasn't a fan of the 556 five, uh, boy wow okay <laughs> that's it mac what would you like to see i would like to see brownells do a retro bullpup that's on the record uh mac Sh- white sugar daddy military arm channel what would you like to see brownells <laughs> i want to do the famas now that somebody said it oh, really <laughs> i'll pass that along Hmm. I, I, uh, I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. It's, it's kind of hard to say yeah, what I would like to see resurrected. Yeah. While uh, Matt's thinking of that, Walt, do you have one that you would like to see Brownells do? Um, I'm going to – it's – okay, the, the, the BRN-180 is in, in, the, in the squatting caliber. Uh, Stoner originally, <laughs> no, originally they built – No, they blackout. Yeah, we got 300 blackout yeah, too. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Originally, Stoner did it in 308, and he made like one or two of them as prototypes. Mm. Mm, that's um, interesting. The AR-14. The AR-14, right. Mm-hmm. Which Joe um, Biden wants to ban, too. I'm so. just going to say, hint, hint. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going to go retro, <laughs> do, it, do it all the way, baby. All the way. All right. Okay, I'll pass that I've considered it doing it myself, actually. So. All right. All right. I got one. I got one. I like to, I, okay. We'll never do it, but I've got one. I mean, you want to talk about retro? I want to see a a, a, a BRN uh, Ferguson flintlock rifle with with the twist breech. Flintlock, <laughs> oh, that's cool. Oh heck yeah, man! Oh dude. Yeah, I could imagine if they do that, that has to be called the Roy. <laughs> the Roy. The, the... Well, if you could find the blueprints for the uh, the Stoner, the Fark Three. Do you remember that? The Fark. The Fark Three was his recoilless rifle he designed. Oh, recoilless rifle. You can barely find ARC. Is it uh, yeah? What was the name? What, spell that, Mac? You, it's a F A R C three, I believe it was. Yeah, I'm looking that up right now on my phone. Yeah. Uh, good luck finding a picture of it. Oh. It, um, oh, it was Stoner's recoilless rifle he developed oh, yeah. after the AR-18. 
Oh, there you go. You found it. Fark 3. Well, I mean... See, most people don't even know that gun exists. Bring back... I, I know Robinson Armament's doing the, uh, the M96. Uh, look, they're going to say that. that looks like a Robinson Armament. Yeah. 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 They're doing another run of those guns now, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I'm trying to see... Let's see if I can throw up that picture that Roy was just showing. Uh, if we can put that up on the screen. Boom. There you go. Yeah. So that's a recoilless rifle. Huh. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. The assault rifle of tomorrow. Yeah, it, very interesting. Stoner was a genius. He really was. So is, so is the AN-94, too, but you see what happened. Yeah, but the that. AN-94 uses wire. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watch that thing being disassembled yeah. as painful. Like, yeah. Uh, Wires and pulleys? No. Eric Even a kid in high school, I thought, why not have a two-piece bolt when the gun fires? The same amount of mass goes forward as goes back. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, I even have drawings. I probably could find them. Oh, see, that's a that's a thing that, uh, that's a good question there. I have something I want to get into, but have you ever thought about designing your own guns, Mac? I'm not an engineer, man. I'm a trigger puller. I'm seeing, trigger I'm seeing all the big dogs putting guns out there. You know? Well, I, yeah. I mean, I would, if... I talk, you know, Definitive Arms is, is co-locates with Copper, and mm -hmm. I, I sit around and have many conversations with Chase. We were bouncing around ideas just the other day of, of stuff. Who knows? Maybe maybe we will do something at some point. Um, but, yeah, I mean, even as a kid, I, I was messing around doing drawings of recoilless rifles and using a, a split bolt with a DI rod that came through, and the bolt rode over of the forward, the forward piece would ride over the DI tube. So basically it came in, and then when it fired, it had springs on both sides, and the bolt went like, yeah. you know, that. By the way, and trademark, thought, oh, trademark military. And that would solve the problem of, of mass going one way. Yeah, uh, you, and, you're uh, supposed to say trademark military arms channel. Trademark military arms channel. Yeah. Oh, I hope somebody <laughs> makes it. I can't. <laughs> so, so, so maybe someday we'll be asking, hey, does that take military arms channel mags? <laughs> There we go, right? Or, or better yet, I broke I broke your gun, Mac. What's the problem? Yeah, exactly. Can you wait until? <laughs> imagine when we're all gun. reviewing Mac's gun. I broke your gun. Go up or down? Yeah. Some little kid. Some little kid on the internet. I broke your gun. Yeah. You're gonna do something about it? No, seriously though, guys, I am working on something big. I hope to announce here soon. Oh, cool. It's cool. a brass magnet. <laughs> <laughs> did this did this come from Roswell or what? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, found it. I was rolling around Roswell. And I found you were out you were out metal detecting in the desert, and yeah. and all of a sudden, you had me going there for like ten seconds. Yeah, he had to think about it a second. It's like yeah. it's alien technology, man. Yeah, uh, Eric, Eric Hammond says I want Brownells to do the Daewoo pistols and rifles. Those are. See, I was thinking Daewoo too, but Daewoo still is around. It's still a military service weapon. I. Yeah. I don't know if they could get away with that. That yeah, those there's, are so cool, no, though. That, yeah, I don't think there'd be any problem building something very similar. Yeah, um, you wouldn't build a day. I mean, they used they kind of in, what did they incorporate? They incorporated AR-15 with uh, AR and AK. AK yeah. yeah. Well, so, so yeah, the first one, the carbine's direct gas impingement. The rifle is kind of a hybrid. It's a long stroke gas piston with wow. an AR bolt on it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And those, those came out right first, before the and then they developed so the rifle. Assault weapons made of 1994, and then that pretty much made him extinct. Yeah. If you have one of those, raise your hand. If you have I, I, have, there. I have both of them. Yeah. I wish I, I had yeah. one, yeah. Those are so cool. Yeah. That's like – I got that gun because a guy brought it into this uh, gun store um, that I used to go to, and my friend knew that I – my friend was running it, and he knew I liked weird stuff, and he was like, you got it. I know you like weird stuff. How about this? I immediately bought it. 
and I did I did a few videos, and I think one or two of those videos did well. And then one day I'm in another gun store, and I run into the guy who sold that gun, and he's like, "Oh, you have my gun." I was like, "No, I don't. I got my gun." <laughs> you know, so he was like, "Yeah, I think I would like to get that gun back sometime." I was like, "No, does it? It doesn't actually work like that." <laughs> so, but those are those are really cool, and and um, they are. It's a really, it's actually a really neat rifle as well. You know, um, it's certainly a refined version of the M16. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I, I think the M16, as is, is a, a, an amazing military service rifle. I mean, it served our nation for 60 years. No, it's the longest mm-hmm. serving rifle in our military. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I, I haven't seen a gun come out that could best it in terms of anything. I mean, it. Yeah, we've had like scars and things like that that maybe are a little bit better here, a little bit better there. But when you just take a look at it holistically, it's such a great a great weapons design that as long as we're using gunpowder and lead bullets, yeah, it's probably going to be sticking around the U.S. inventory for a while. Yeah, why reinvent the wheel? Let me invite everyone out there to smash the thumbs ups right now. I think like 14 more, we get to 100. Uh, can we talk about the uh, Glock P80 here for a sec? Yeah. Mac, you've got one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's up? How, how you know? How were you able to even get your hands on this? When are we going to so, see the so video? Glock, mm-hmm. The last time I was excited about a Glock product was in, um, well, I think it was around 1986 when they introduced the the Gen One Glock. Mm-hmm. And then the next time I was excited about a Glock product was this year when they introduced the Gen One Glock. So uh, it's kind of gone full circle. <laughs> the P80 is awesome. Uh, it's you know, it was, you know, the Glock was developed in 1982, 1986, it was imported in the United States, mm-hmm. 1988, the Gen 2 was introduced, there was only a couple of years there where the gun was being brought in as a Gen 1, it wasn't really popular in 1986, um, despite the fact that we had the movie Die Hard, the second Die Hard out there, and the uh, Glock 7 that was made out of porcelain, mm-hmm. uh, that still <laughs> right. helped boost sales, Special the guns were popular, yeah. and then uh, now today people are paying a premium for the originals, and so Glock along with Lipsy's decided to, and I think Larry Vickers had some hand in it, um, they, they brought back the Gen 1, and I think they did a great job, and now they're calling it the P80, which is the military designation that the Austrian military gave it when they adopted it in 82. Yeah, I know Walter's been calling for that for years. I think it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So how many, I don't know, Walt or Roy, if you guys have questions here, my thing is, how many mm-hmm. of these did Lipsy's make? Because I know that, I, um, and I saw I saw most of your video. Um, I don't think it's it's in full release yet. So you got to support Mac on Patreon. If you if you're out there wondering like what the hell is Hank talking about? He's seen the video because he's a Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I support him on there. So I saw it, but um, like how many of these are out there? Because you you said they're going for a lot of money now, right? There's people selling them for like three. Yeah, grand you'll see them go anywhere from two thousand dollars to three or four. I mean, you'll see them at auction get bid way up. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just not that many of them in, in good shape, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and the people that have them are holding on to them. Right, they're, that's they're, the original ones. What about what about the Lipsy's ones? Are those also going for big money online or? Yeah, people are paying through the nose for them, which is funny because, you know, they don't technically cost any more than a standard Glock. The MSRP on them is not outrageous. They mm-hmm. come with a really nice presentation box. They brought back the Tupperware. Mm-hmm. You know, inside they have nice cardboard box outside, and I and they got the original Tupperware box inside with the the Glock, a cleaning rod, mm-hmm. and, and a, a brush, and a spare magazine, a mag loader. Um, but yeah, it's 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 nicely done. They did ten thousand in the first run, but they had to 
go back and recreate the original molds for the lower receiver. Uh, so they, they have that cost. And plus they even went back and had to remold for the Tupperware box that they shipped in. And so I was watching, I think a firearms blog video where they're talking to the guy from Lipsy's and they said their first runs 10,000, but they'll probably do another run of, after that, depending on what the popularity is. So there's no shortage of them. I wouldn't go out there and pay $1,500 for one on GunBroker. Okay. Uh, so they're, they're, they're readily available. Okay. Wait till your local gun shop gets let one the, and pay 600 let, bucks for it and let, be worth every cent. Let the, let the pandemic go away too. Yeah. 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 I mean, is that that pen is the pandemic actually going? Well, maybe after the elections, it yes. might mysteriously disappear. Yes, 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 yes. Everything, everything. Yeah, yes. it might. everything. Yeah. Yeah. So what would well, you what would you say are the differences, though, Mac? Differences between what? So be- the, between the P80 and, and what originally was back was out back in the 80s. I'm not sure if you ever got your hands on one of them to. You just told well, me you did earlier. Yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, for the most part, it's a pretty faithful reproduction. It's got a you know one pig pen trigger in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're using you know a lot of modern parts mm-hmm. in it, obviously, but they went back and used the original flat extractor. Uh, they're using a 14 millimeter barrel. The original first run guns were 13 and a half millimeter barrels. They called them pencil barrels. Uh, I think that was like the first 4,000 guns that they shipped to the Austrian military. Uh, but they pretty quickly went to a 14 millimeter barrel. The P80 has the 14 millimeter, so it's a little off there. Uh, but they got the grip right. They got the pebble texture right. Everything on it seems spot on. I mean, it's a really, really good faithful reproduction. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 a neat gun. It yeah. truly is. I, I think it's awesome that they did it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I think I, I th- uh, Walter was saying that you've got one. I don't think you have you have one of those yet. He told you he bought a Gen One for seven hundred. Yeah, but I don't think you got your hands on that yet. Or have you had one yeah, in the past? What's funny is after okay. I filmed that, I was just goofing around on the internet and I found a, a Gen One for seven hundred bucks. I, I don't know what kind of shape it's in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw some pictures, but they're cell phone pics, not really good. But okay. uh, you, so you have I Gen One, which I'll probably have to figure out a way to you know mm-hmm. a reason to do another video so I can actually show the mm-hmm. real Gen One next to the uh, the P eighty, but. Okay. Um, I don't have that yet. Yeah, you haven't had. So, and did you ever get your hands on one of those uh, before? Oh, I probably shot one back way back in the day, but I haven't seen a Gen One gun in forever in person. Okay. You know, and and when I travel, I go through like you know we're getting ready to go do a uh, hero hunt down in Texas uh, to support the guys over at Hero Hunt, and uh, on our way down we're going to drive obviously, and we're, we're going to navigate by gun stores, and we're always going the, trying to find these little off the road gun stores looking for you know diamonds in the rough like a gen one block oh, yeah. i mean I, I found all sorts of crazy stuff and for ridiculously low prices um mm-hmm. you know so yeah uh, maybe but I, even in doing that i haven't seen a gen one block sitting around in many years oh okay yeah i know I, i'm on the lookout for one if it's not gonna uh if it's not gonna kill me uh, you know so i already they're I, not there's not a glock on the planet worth a thousand dollars or more yeah i already burned <laughs> a bunch not. of money on a uh <laughs> On a uh, MP5 parts kit, so yeah, I gotta, go. I gotta go easy. I gotta go easy. Let's do, let's do a free for all here with the time that we have left. Who has questions? If Walt or or Roy has any questions, something for for Mac, Mac, if you got questions for us, the folks out there, let us know now, and we'll get it out of the way. Okay, don't, don't everyone all jump up all at once? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, gun news? Uh, any gun news coming out there that anyone could tell us about? Anything, you know? Any little tidbits anyone What's Brownell's working on, Roy? Come on, yeah. I know you got something you can Yeah, you Roy, can tell us something. Us. 
Well, Brownells right now is working on trying to find more ammo to sell. Is what <laughs> you know, that's that's what sucks. It's it's times like right now that really causes gun companies problems. You know that like new products that are coming to market get put on pause. Mm-hmm. You know because there's there's a supply chain issue. Right, supply and, chain issue. Plus, uh, COVID nineteen also slowed down a lot. I mean, we were talking about the. Uh, what would Stoner do, right? Here we are. This is September. We were happen- hoping to have those things in summer, and then madness broke loose in the gun industry mm-hmm. with the hypermarket demand, with COVID shutdowns, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, we're getting closer and closer to those. Uh, there's there's a couple of things that are in the works I, I'm not authorized to talk about yet. I know I hate to do that to y'all, but I will do that. We won't. Uh, we're not going to tell anyone. As, as soon as I can say anything, I will let y'all know on, on a couple of these things. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I mean, here's just a story. Here's just a story. There was a thing I was working on uh, two days ago, 48 hours ago. And related to that, I got on our website and I checked to see what kind of handgun ammo we had. And... Two days ago, we had five SKUs of handgun ammo. Mm-hmm. Five. Yeah. And it was two types of 500 Smith & Wesson Magnum, um, a couple of types of 460 Smith & Wesson, and then some 454 Casul, and that was it. Mm. Yeah. And I checked right before the, uh, the show tonight, and we 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 got some stuff in, and now we're up to 11. <laughs> we're up from five SKUs to 11. And we're getting stuff in all the time, but it's everybody in the world everybody in the world is wanting this ammo it's a crazy demand the companies are cranking out as hard as and as fast as they can and literally we'll get stuff in and if you check our website your website is usually very very up to date it's the best real-time representation of what we actually have and it'll come in it'll be in stock in the morning and by lunch it's gone okay isn't that crazy yeah and and what's funny is you know last time we went through this during the obama administration you could go into any gun store in America and find 40 Smith and Wesson. Mm-hmm. Right. Everything else was gone, but there right. was 40. But mm-hmm. that doesn't even work now. It's gone. Right. Well, we and got some 40 I, in. We have a few SKUs of 40 in as of today. Well, I, I saw somebody post a funny post on Instagram a few days ago. It's like today's uh, now's the time to own the uh, a 45 Gap. Right. <laughs> right. If you have one of those clocks that actually chambers it, you can actually get ammo for it because that's about the only thing available right now. Wow, wow. Um, so John Swat gave us five bucks. He has a question for Roy. He says, yeah. uh, thanks for everything, guys. I have a question for Roy. Any word on right. when the Mossberg uh, 59, uh, 590A1 retrograde will be available for shipping back-ordered one? So I don't know. Uh I know what he's talking about. He's talking about the the, the blued the, the the blued steel and walnut uh, Mossberg, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. those are so cool. Five ninety. Yeah, five ninety. And they made a retro five ninety. Five ninety eight. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know there ever was a wooden stocked five ninety. Yeah, that's interesting. I yeah. never. Uh, that's a military the military type gun, right? I mean, right, talking- right. And it's still showing us out of stock on our website. I mean, I can. I can get in and dig around and and and, and try to find an answer, mm-hmm. but uh, I'd have to be the office to do that. But I've learned that whatever shipment received by date we may have in the system, especially in these in these days and times, is not necessarily mean much. Yeah. I, I just so just as soon as Mossberg uh, can get us another one, just as soon as we can get another one. So I, I have no idea when that'll be. But if he's got one on back order, and it sounds like he did, uh, the way back orders work at Brownells. If you've got something back ordered, uh, you will not be charged uh, until it ships, 
and you won't have to do anything. We It'll be in our, our inventory system, however many back orders the product will be received to come in, hit the shelves, and then be picked for a back order. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening in, in a lot of cases with products. A lot of products are so back ordered. In fact, you'll, you'll dig around our website, you'll see some, uh, if you see a product that says currently unavailable for back order, that means Either they're A, so many back orders that they've just shut down back orders because it doesn't make any sense to keep stacking up back orders, or B, uh, we've had some sort of indication it's going to take a long time to get more, mm-hmm. that we're getting more. It's going to take a long time, or or C, both A and B together. Mm-hmm. But if something's back ordered, it'll, as soon as it's in and wherever you are in the queue, when your order gets picked, it'll just automatically ship. Okay. Bob Hartman says, bid on Remington's ammo. They are taking bids, uh, which we were talking about this yesterday uh, because there was something in the truth about guns that said that there, there was already a winning bid, but there actually wasn't a winning bid. If you if anyone goes back to uh, that Truth About, about Guns article, there is, uh, there's something at the bottom of that that um, says there's further info on that particular thing. Let me see if I could pull it up. Uh, real right. quick here. Uh, what I saw yesterday and this morning was $65 million, but apparently that's not necessarily yeah. the one they're going to sell for, right? Yeah, that wasn't uh, exactly. That wasn't the, um, and I've got to try to find it now, which I don't know. It's probably way, oh, here it goes. Um, here, I'll throw it up for the guy, for everyone out there. So there's an update on that that says uh, the Wall Street Journal report on, on which this post was based was premature. JJE Capital Holdings has put in a bid for Remington's ammunition business. However, we've spoken to Remington and the JJE bid is one of a number that have been received, both for Remington as a whole and for individual business lines. Most, <laughs> Remington yeah. as a whole, interesting. Yeah. Most haven't been made public yet. The bankruptcy court has until September 17th to accumulate all bids and then will finalize the sales on September 24th. So, hey, Royce. Yeah. yeah. Go to Pete. And say, <laughs> buy the ACR and fix it and sell it. <laughs> ACR. Okay. Uh-oh. Write that down. Yeah. Right here. Um, tell Pete it, it was Tim's bright idea. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll pass yeah. that along. Yes. Yeah, really, go ahead, Walt. Buy that darn thing and and get it going again because that gun has so much promise if you just get it away from Remington who kept screwing it up. When when I first saw that when Magpul had it at their booth, the shot show in 2007, I think it was. It was called the I think Masada, that was the last time, we were, last time we were in Orlando. Um, hmm. I was like, oh, this is a freaking cool gun. It comes apart and all this stuff. And I was looking at it. And then it went to the whole Remington Bushmaster thing. And it just like, it went into hibernation for a while, too. It just like, what the fuck happened, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it's like came out and it was just like, oh, they, they ruined it. <laughs> Whatever they did, they ruined it. It's like, and then the reviews weren't good on it and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, go. Yeah. yeah, they 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 said it was going to be you know less than a thousand bucks, and it came out at eighteen hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> you remember remember all those those Hitler videos where they dub over? Oh yeah, yeah. What yeah. Nine, nine, nine. About the ACR. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I wish I would have saved some of those. YouTube, you know, went and purged all of those because apparently, you know, it's in bad taste or whatever. But man, there are some funny ones yeah. about the ACR. No, I did. I uh, correct. I, um, um, this Remington selling their ammo thing. Did Remington physically manufacture their own ammunition? There was. A I company. think they had a manufacturing facility. I think they actually yeah. did. Okay, it's not like ATK or one of no, those other no. ones making ammo for Remington. No, or, I think there's right. a specific company, and there's actually a ton of ammo in right. that company that's on hold. 
I, I've, I've actually, when I was much younger in a 4-H program, I've actually been to Lone Oak, Arkansas and shot a round of trap at the Remington Shot Shell Factory in Lone Oak, Arkansas. Okay, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, Remington's been around making ammo for well over 100 years, so. Yeah. Right. I just didn't know if they were still them actually making it or just the mm-hmm. brand name attached to yeah, something. Yeah, they're, they're one of the OG. They, they, were, they were doing it back. In the day, and I imagine they may, I mean, you gotta, you, you gotta remember when you you spend a hundred million dollars on it should probably end up being in the end, on on this ammo thing. You better hope it still is rocking and rolling. By the time you get into it, you transition, you get things going like your way, you know, with your management and everything else. Or if all of a sudden things go flat. Yeah. Well, that's always a risk in this business, yeah. man. I think it depends and, you know, on, you're on like, what oh, the company oh, is. Yeah. The Trump slump in 2016 took a lot of companies out. Yeah. I think it depends on who that company is that's the final, that's the winner of that bid. Because um, some people know how to do it better than others, obviously. <laughs> uh, it's right? a risky, jumping into something in the middle of a, of, a, of a rush is a risky thing to do. Because if it goes flat again, you might be, it might be for sale again. <laughs> you know? Perhaps, perhaps, but maybe not as a whole. I don't know, because from reading that, it sounds like it could possibly be right. for sale as a whole, which would right. include the uh, IP, and the IP, has uh, that has the most value, especially if whatever company that is has the uh, money to outlast, <laughs> you know, whatever's going to happen and, here in the, in the next few years, so. Yeah. Um, that would be interesting. Uh, there's folks out there asking about primers. What do you guys think about that? There's like a primer shortage going on right now also i think primers are very important to uh to making ammunition <laughs> it's all it always <laughs> happens it's always the same thing so. that's why they call it prime right right yeah <laughs> you got jokes man i see you got you got <laughs> jokes white sugar <laughs> um okay uh, let's see what other questions are out there oh okay uh, socal gunner gave us 20 bucks he says 17 states AGs sign on to Cali's AGs Xavier uh, Becerra's fight against the Cali Mag Band. They're joining them in the fight in the Ninth Circuit. What happens in Cali will eventually make it to other states if people don't fight. Um, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, Mac, you have you been yeah, following man. this thing? They they need they need to. Yeah, I mean they're going to keep appealing it. They had a three judge panel. Now they want a full panel you know we're going to keep pushing it they'll, they'll take it to the supreme court you know the ninth mm-hmm. ninth circuit deals with west issues west coast type issues mm-hmm. uh, so you know um it, it would take it a while to to propagate across all 50 states but it's definitely something we got to fight for and i mean it it's good that twice now they've been told it's unconstitutional right so uh it's definitely looking like it's going to go our way but the fight's far from over yeah yeah. Um, let's see. There's a bunch of other things. And they'll so, just spring it out as long as they can. They'll I think just spring so. it out. Um, every tactic. Yes. Yeah, they're going to do everything they can to drag yeah. it out. I saw there was a company, and I could be wrong here, but I don't know if I should even say the name of the company. Um, but I saw there was a company that actually paid like a $50,000 fine or something like that because they were selling magazines to New Jersey. Hmm. Um, I want to say, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say the name and then get people all crazy, like, oh, I can't believe, you know. Um, But I did see something like that where a company had to wind up paying New Jersey or settling with New Jersey for 50 grand. Um, So, you know, 
there's there's things like that. Um, you know, there's things like that out there. So let me see if I can find it real quick because that's one of the news things that that was out there. Um, Didn't so, Brownell start selling mags the minute that that ruling came down? We we. That's a complicated situation. We thought we could. We had we had legal people look at it. Yeah. Uh, thought we could. Said we were going to. Turned out well. Not so fast. You really can't yet. Uh, but one of the things we have done, we we have not been able to actually sell any mags to California, but we did uh, recently donate fifty thousand dollars to the California Rifle and Pistol Association. That's right. I remember reposting that. Right. Yep. That's huge. Yeah, I mean, that's a big deal. I you guys for doing that. Yeah, big shout out to, um, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, the whole crew over there uh, in management at uh, Brownells for doing that, including uh, Pete. Um, mm -hmm. here, so here, I found that article. Let me get this up. Let's see if we can get this up here. Firearms dealer will stop selling large capacity uh, ammunition in New Jersey. So Nevada-based firearms dealer New Frontier Armory LLC has agreed to stop advertising advertising offering for sale and selling large capacity magazines, LCMs, I guess they call them, to New Jersey residents and pay the state $50,000 to settle a civil lawsuit, according to Attorney General uh, Guber Grewal. So there you go. It goes it goes deeper than that. But if you guys are looking for that story, uh, there it goes. That's uh, hopefully not more of that to come. <laughs> that wasn't very smart. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened there, but they're, they're using attorney generals now to go after. No, go but after, I mean, for yeah. New Frontier, I mean, obviously you can't do that. The New Jersey, that's, it's. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened there. I'm, you know, sure um, how they, they got caught up in that. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, I mean, it's not worth the aggravation to do shit like that. So. No. You know, it's not worth the. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Someone was asking about movie night. When we're gonna do movie night again? That's when I turned it off last night, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it just went on and on and on. I wolves last night. Huh? I, went I never see raised somebody by wolves last night. Raised by wolves? Yeah, it's a yeah. sci-fi thing. New sci-fi thing on HBO. Yeah. yeah. On did, their streaming app. Did you like it? It starts off weird. I'm only two episodes in. Okay. But I think I'm gonna like it. I do. It keeps getting weird. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> Um, speaking yeah, of movies, so. mm -hmm. did you hear what Netflix did? No. What? There was a documentary coming out about uh, the basically uh, uh, kids and you know uh, sex of uh, the, the kids in movies and you know turning them into sexual objects and all this stuff and all and and and, and Netflix was pressured to take it off. Are you talking about the cuties thing with the with the young girls doing all all kinds of suggestive dancing and stuff like that? This was a documentary, I think. Oh, okay. I know. I know there was some kind of like reality just, show. No, this is not a reality show. This is a this documentary. This culture is crazy, man. Yeah. And yeah. um, yeah, the sexification of the you know the of the of the kids and stuff, and uh, they were pressured to take it off. So that tells you what's going on so yeah if when, yeah. when people make when people say oh you know that's crazy you know all this pedophile stuff and these all these uh you know hollywood and these uh, politicians it's not crazy it's, it's the real um, thing they definitely so. have some power over some people out there yeah i'd like yeah. to see the flight logs in the lolita express mm -hmm. oh there's oh yeah yeah <laughs> at some point that has to come out okay let's not try to skip over that walter got turned off when we started talking about movies last night uh, well, it got a little. It got a little. We it got deep. a little. It got a little. What? Too 
too too excited. Like I, it was like somebody was jerk. Never mind. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> it was like oh my god, this is oh, this is like you're not a movie much. guy. I see you're not a you're not a movie guy, Walt. But we're gonna well, do not, mo- the, not gonna, in not in the I learned what a rom com was. Yeah. You not were the wrong. Intensity that you two guys were going at it. Yeah. I mean, it's like. Oh, well, oh. obviously, his idea of a rom com <laughs> and my idea are two different things, and I think probably yours, Mac. You, you, your idea was was worse than mine. I, I, I wouldn't watch a rom com. I had to Google it when I realized what it was. It's like <laughs> who watches that stuff? And Johnny yeah. was like all about it. Yeah. Um. So here's the thing: we are going to do movie night. I'm going to figure out what movie. And Mac, you're invited. Uh, I know John wants to do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Roy, I don't know if you're. We have to figure out a good gun movie. That we ha- we are oh, we did we did Bad Boys, but yeah, I, I would like to find a movie that has a bunch of guns in it, and we could talk. I think we did Bad Boys and Heat, but mm-hmm. um, we got to find a, a a good movie like that, and then everyone knows, and then we'll be here. We'll talk about it, and uh, Walter will Apocalypse Now, Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see Force if we can never own. Uh, yeah. I think he goes, uh, uh, he never watched those movies, so. <laughs> I saw yeah, Apocalypse I'm, Now, come on now. I've seen that. I'm <laughs> a movie guy, I'm a movie, in fact, Josh and I, in, in the office today, we were talking about, uh, the golden period of really horrible, campy, um, really awfully made horror movies. I mean, we were talking about things like, have you guys ever seen Night of the Lepus with the giant mutated killer rabbits? No. Uh, Hell comes to Frogtown. Yes, or, uh, oh, good grief! Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, right. I right, like right. Space Truckers. You ever saw that Space Truckers? Oh my gosh, Space Truckers! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Guns and Gear has says Red Dawn. That's actually a pretty good Red one. Dawn. Yeah, the real Red Dawn. The yeah, we're gonna do a comparison between the two. Yeah. Oh, dude, I don't want to watch up. the new one. I don't want to watch the new one. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, I it's think nine o'clock. Oh, it's so believable, man. The North Koreans invade us. <laughs> right, <laughs> Walter. Walter is done. Red Dawn is actually a good idea. Boom. We, we'll, we'll, yeah, let's do Red Dawn. Yeah, we it's, should do Red Dawn. The fact they use Valmets in there versus AKs yeah. and all sorts yeah. of stuff. Yeah, and maybe we, FALs. Yeah. yeah, and maybe everyone will have to watch both, whether they like it or not. So Roy, <laughs> if you're going to be there, you're going to have to watch both. I have to watch it. Okay. Yeah, Walter obviously I, is not going to be. <laughs> I, with, with enough bourbon, I might be willing to take the hit on this one, just for you guys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that should be fun. John Voorhees says Saving Private Ryan, which actually is a pretty good right? movie. That's right? a pretty good movie. Uh, that's all. See, Walter's interested in that. That's all World War II stuff. Um, okay, so listen, it is pa- over 9 o'clock. We got to let uh, Mac go and Roy and everyone go here. I'm going to kind of go around the clock here real quick. Walter, for the folks out there who want to catch up to you, find out about uh, mini bikes and old military vehicles and when the heck you're going to actually start mass producing those Strybog adapters. Mostly the well, Strybog adapter. That's what everyone. Yeah, yeah. No matter what Max says about them, they still sell like sh- like sell a shitload of them. <laughs> oh yeah, they, they, yeah, they do. I mean, I'll still take a Strybog over a CZ. So. Well, that's Anyways. why you have to get that adapter out. Now is the time. <laughs> now is the time. So where, where uh, can they find you? Where can they find you? Well, if there's no shot show, it won't matter this year, will it? Uh, anyways, um, you, you can still sell them. I know I will. Yeah. I what, the the question is: Was the Glock supposed to come out? The new Glock coming out at the shot show. Oh, the and they uh, just and the, the P eighty and P80. they just said, well, there ain't going to be no shot show, so we'll uh, yeah. we'll do it now. Yeah. What did you hear about that, Mac? Real quick, did you hear that was supposed to come out at shot show or? Yeah, the Glock carbine. Oh. 
Okay, there you go. <laughs> there you go. A bullpup, too, by the way. I heard it's a bullpup. Oh, boy. Uh, okay. Block carbine bullpup, yep. All right, let's move on from Walter. All right, anyway, so got state terror firearms. It's, it's an 8-millimeter Kropotchek is what it's in. It's an 8-millimeter Kropotchek, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, cool. <laughs> yeah, go find Walter at Safety Harbor Firearms. Yeah, there you go. And harass him about that adapter and when it's going to get done. People already are, actually. So. Good, <laughs> good. Harass him more. Max, start a campaign. When is Safety Harbor going to make the uh, Strybog adapter? There you go. Yeah. Need um, to hurry up. Yeah, they need help. Exactly. We'll do, a, we'll do a retro spring assembly for it. Probably sell a shitload of them. Um. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, so, okay, let's go to Roy. Roy, how can the folks out there, uh, how can they catch up to you and, and talk to you after the show here? Uh, probably the best way to hit me on IG, my, my, believe it or not, my, my IG handle is at Possum Fatback. <laughs> uh, you, you can also see me a lot of times on the Brownells IG page and or YouTube channel. Awesome. And then uh, back, there's probably people out there that don't know how to find you. Uh, militaryarmschannel.com slash sugar daddy <laughs> there you Dude, go I, I want a sugar daddy t-shirt I would absolutely I know I want a sugar daddy Hawaiian shirt man mm. I, want a, I want a Mac sugar daddy Hawaiian shirt oh interesting oh, interesting oh yeah yeah, yeah the oh, designs yeah. <laughs> yeah the designs are going around in the brain right now the sugar daddy boogaloo <laughs> Yeah. Sugar Daddy yeah. Oh, Peggy Keller, which is the sugar uh, Walter's the sugar wife, loop. says no harassment. I'm the one that gets all the calls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you hit me up, I'll just give you Walter's personal number. You could just. Oh, him. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the last time you'll see me. Just <laughs> <laughs> harass him personally. Uh, no, I, honestly, uh, th big thanks to Mac from Military Arms Channel for coming in. It was fun. Did you have fun, man? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, man. It's always yeah, a blast. Absolutely. We have to do this more often. <laughs> also, thanks to uh, Roy Hill of Brownells. Always a good sure. time hanging out with you, Hank. Absolutely. Great to see you again, Matt. Great to see you again, Walter. Yeah, same here. How's your wife? Is she, how's she doing? She's doing a lot better. A lot okay. better. She had minor surgery and is now doing a lot better. Awesome. Good to, good to hear that. Yep. Yeah. Walter? Yes, sir. Yeah, you cause a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. Always. Yeah, I'm proud. We're of definitely it. sending. We're <laughs> definitely sending those uh, those requests over to you. So I want to thank everyone for joining us. I'm gonna play the end. Everyone, stay right there. I'm gonna run the end in. Uh, make sure you guys go to hankstrange.com. Uh, Sign up for the email list. Make sure you subscribe. Ring the bell. All that kind of good stuff. We're out of here. Who wants the last word? I'll be civil, like always. <laughs> <laughs> Come back. Okay, we're out. Bye, See you. Guys.